Well, everybody, this is the Cloud9 Podcast Season 4, Episode 3, talking all things LCS, actually. So we're supposed to start the show usually around 7.30 or 7 o'clock, my time on Thursdays. But um, I was so tired that my body didn't even functionally work until I actually got out of bed. Yeah, and he accidentally put 8.30 in DMs. <laughs> so that's what ended up happening, actually. So, yeah, um, today, if you guys actually follow my main YouTube channel, which is going to be linked in the description box below, I'm going to be fixing up the description box on this channel as well, and some of the few things on here as well. Um, yeah, are you going to do, like, a custom background for League, or? No, nah, not really. I don't care that much, but. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I, it's just, I, like, a quick I, I thing tried that before. I tried that before, but I always forgot when I mm. came into the stream. <laughs> It's one thing that I just consistently forgot about. Okay, I see. For me, um, guys, we're having a lot of good stuff happen over there. So if you guys want to see me more consistently, then go ahead and subscribe to my main YouTube channel. Um, for my main YouTube channel, I ended up um rebranding it with a different name and a different logo, and all the content is pretty much formalized and what I've been recently doing. There's been like literally one series I haven't been actually able to um update uh you know on recently which has basically just been box office report so that's been pretty much it um we're doing a new series with my friend we're doing it basically in an office actually which a lot of people actually like mm -hmm. you know so when that builds up enough episodes i can uh take off you know box yeah, no, it, it, it's pretty cool but uh that fucking no 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 that's just a hilarious fucking name for it you did <laughs> I cannot get over that fucking name you decided. The Cookies <laughs> and Cream Podcast. <laughs> it's literally fun. So when um on you know how like I have the shows formatted on like the mm -hmm. channel, you have to have like six of them up to have a full row. So when we do like the six weeks worth of shows for that, you know, then I can have that as a row instead of box up or support. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, guys. If you guys are if you guys like me breaking down the box of us and all those stats and stuff like that, that is coming back. It's just a lot to do. Those shows have a yeah. that's a lot to do, man. Like, yeah, I, I know, I sorry about work, uh, yesterday, by the way, my fucking internet like crashed. And it crashed again. My PC like broke down. I had to like it took five hours to finally fix itself. So I missed the stream with multi-topic today. Fucking pissed. But I, I was gonna ask you though something before I did yesterday. Now was uh when was like the last time do you think an LEC or LCS team somehow like made it into the playoffs at the very end that you did not expect to? Like an example. Oh, the Shaka would... Miracle Run. Ah, uh, the Shaka Remember? Run. Remember they were doing really bad. Hmm. Yeah, well you see, I you know, I'm good with like paying attention and watching all the teams. So nothing has really like caught me too off guard, even like miracle runs like that and the cloud nine one in like 2018 but the one that really just shocked me out of nowhere was just like echo fox in 2019 spring because not only were they like two wins behind in a playoff spot mm -hmm. over optic who was playing way better than them and they yeah. just looked like a disaster like the worst team in the league having that shitty like solo apollo hakuo phoenix roster <laughs> with like rush but that but then and panda fucking remember him but it's because they're like their last three games of the schedule. So against like literally the toughest teams in the entire league, like Team Liquid, Cloud9, and all of them. And then they somehow beat all of them and made it in over Optic. So that, that one has probably surprised me the most. 
for me, yeah. um, I, what I like today was that they highlighted the best LCS players of all time. You mm-hmm. know, like no matter like how I feel about certain players, I think people largely underrate Sneaky. You know, like oh, oh no, he is by far the most underrated in history. Like what seven he years had more success at Worlds than Double Lift, despite yes, apparently se- being seven like, years, yeah. seven World events. World, only did it only, only did it make yes make only did it semifinals mm-hmm, only didn't make it out of groups two times and the first time was yeah. such a miracle run for that team and they went up 3-0 like honestly what they accomplished they was as good as making it out of groups and then the second time they also almost did it because they almost beat griffin the first time and it, it was just the worst luck ever they got they literally faced the two toughest best of one teams in the entire world in that group uh griffin and g2 so yeah. god that's so that's insanely fucking impressive. They even almost made it to semis like two other times. And his all yeah. of his accomplishments. Honestly, he should have had two more LCS titles to his resume if it wasn't for that fucking Jensen mm-hmm. at Echo and that fucking <laughs> that that la- very last split they should have won. That was just holy fuck, they choked hard. But uh yeah, honestly, he is mm-hmm. by far the most underrated. He is a legend. He had more success than any NA player ever. Yeah. And because and, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, like, they, people always underestimate, like, they always underrated Sneaky only because of those double yes. lift, like, Sneaky and meme yeah. lanes. It, it's and stupid. Shit. And also, yeah, he wasn't that good in lane, but outside of lane, he was one of the best ADCs. He was always a top four ADC in, at least in the LCS. Like, yes, at it, Worlds, yeah, sure. Most of our ADCs are never going to be players like Uzi. It, that, like, I don't know why people think they're going to do that. Like, you, yes. you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. None of our uh, ADCs are uh, good. I will say one thing. This is like, you know, it, it, this isn't like it's only because of like the amount of times they obviously went in play-ins, which was like almost every year. But he, I, I, and I don't know if it's still the case now. But when he retired, he had the most Worlds game played of any player in history. Yeah, um, I remember him having the most. He actually has the most Worlds um kills actually. Still that to this too. day, yeah, him and Clear Love. And Faker, I think, are the top yeah, leaders for like yeah, world again, kill leaders. That's Faker, crazy. Because it's Faker, Clear Love, and Sneaky again. It's because EDG and the like, also has the most ins. damage of any ADC ever at Worlds in any event. Because remember how they had mm-hmm. that really long Flash Wolves game, and they had that really long uh, Rainbow Seven game at Worlds 2017 and 2016. They went like an hour long, and he was just dealing like shitload of damage. Yes, uh, like, and he's been like the longest stand in he's been tied for like the longest stand in LCS player on one org. Like who have people yeah, remember of, like, that? Bjergsen. Yeah. No, Bjerk no, because Bjergsen lasted just as long, seven years, and same with any yeah. other player. He's yeah, holds the record. Like even more than players like that they praise for that being the case on like mm-hmm. Dig and stuff, like Cutie Pie and stuff. Like, like it's just so crazy how you know a lot of people like still underrate him it's so crazy like, and, and i get it like some yeah. of cloud nine's runs are like kind of wonky if you go <laughs> back and watch them now they, they are kind of wonky but they still made it out of the group and when they were clutched and needed to win those specific games they were clutch and needed to win those specific games to get out of the group yeah you know yeah like remember when they lost against genji that one game their only Ooh. win and people are like oh yeah. i wish i wish they won it so then they would get first seed but that was a blessing in disguise because if they no 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 that was rng seed, they... remember that was rng yeah. No, it was Gen. No, it was Genji. In 2018, 
Yeah, because if they beat no, because Gen G went one and five, and they won. No, that no, they had a tiebreaker game against RNG to get first. Yeah, out yeah of the yes, group. but if they beat Gen G both times like the other teams, and they wouldn't have needed to, they would have got oh, first. Yeah, seed. but it was a blessing in disguise because they would have faced RG uh, IG. Sorry, instead they faced Africa. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, if you, yeah, if you want to factor in, if Cloud Nine get first in that group stage, that means Cloud Nine end up facing because who did RNG play? RNG ended up playing uh, G two. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was G two. RNG right? played G two. That yeah, they, they they would have lost probably. That'd have been a banger. That'd have been a definite banger. I think G two probably come out given how well Perks was playing that day. But I mean, Perks and Jensen were both playing well that day. That's still one of my mm-hmm. favorite days of Worlds watching ever was watching it, Cloud Nine yes. get out of group, Cloud Nine yes. go to semis, and watching G two beat RNG. That yeah, no, was... that that's never gonna probably peak because again, beside if T one was there over g2 then that's literally part that's my favorite eu team at the time favorite na team favorite chinese team on the top four like that's just and g2 is kind of like my second eu team so it's still like just as good like, yeah, still... nothing's nothing's gonna peak that yeah yeah there there was no amount of words to describe what happened and they, we never had an mm-hmm. lcs team make it to semis outside of like tsm back in yeah, like no first no we're world. not counting season one that wasn't world's so I mean, if you if you somehow count season one worlds, then we never had an NA team out of since seven semis years. Since seven years. Also, fun fact: NA hasn't had a first seed out of worlds since 2014. Actually, yeah, T- that 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 TSM team with Lustboy and again, and if you if you don't want to count that because of that fluke, but because since Sven Scarin, you know, brother Sven, then there's been like no times ever besides Cloud Nine in 2013 or whatnot, basically. Right? Oh man, it's. That's fucking crazy. Holy mm-hmm. shit. We haven't had a first seed out since 2014. That's when I started actually playing the game itself. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And it's always TSM or mm-hmm. Team Liquid not making it out of groups. It's usually always them. I mean, Team Liquid has that IG upset yeah. from MSI 2019 that people hold on to, which was impressive too. I think people underrate how yeah, impressive let, that let, actually like, was. Let's put it into perspective. Back in 2014 – uh jensen was still called incarnation and still perma band uh let's see gate was playing mid uh keith was the next young new prodigy now I'll just put that in perspective <laughs> oh my god like one of the things that i'll bring up to people is um the way jensen always performed well at worlds that's exactly what people wanted from bjergsen at worlds you know like the way jensen performed at worlds even though some of the midlanders he faced were a bit weaker in his groups, the way he performed at Worlds, the way he moved around the map, the way he out-CS'd his opponents, the way he, you know, impacted his team, the way he roamed effectively with his jungler better, you know, even though him and his jungler never really kind of, like, were on the same page, you know, he always performed mm-hmm. better than Bjergsen. And I think people just always just, like, shit on him because, well, he choked at this, he choked in quarterfinals. At least he made it to quarterfinals. What the fuck Bjergsen was doing? Mm-hmm. Unless he made it to fucking quarterfinals. Well, like, he, he man, got making... clapped by Faker. Okay, what? Has yeah, Bjergsen yeah, like even like face uh, Faker before. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Rob Bjergsen faced him at MSI 2015. He faced him at uh, MSI 2017, and Bjergsen lost pretty handily. <laughs> you know, like yeah. let's think though. Like that. What really like makes me cringe at people talking about LCS memories is like they act. They actually expected that our mid laners could beat Faker in his prime. If you expected any of that, you are a crackhead. You know when Jensen says, I'm going to clap Faker? Yeah. That is purely shit talk. He yeah, knows he can't beat him. That was a meme. 
Jesus Christ. People, people thought go, it was serious. Just people like need how to people, go back in time and actually watch how impressive Faker actually was. It's like yes, a work well, of listen, legends. They, they, they are the same people who think, uh, who are unironically, all right, uh, uh, you know, how, like, just like how they unironically, you know, thought Jensen was actually like, the, thought he could beat Faker and it wasn't just a mm. fucking meme. They are the same, you know, that viral video with like 13 million views, the Caps one. You know, these are the oh, same yeah. idiots who actually thought yeah, they didn't believe Caps, but he was right. Uh, no, Caps got his fucking ass ki kicked and that was a dumb choice by him. He almost lost his team the game. It's just fucking Han Sama fucking stepped too forward. Like an idiot. Oh, that mis. Oh, talk about that misfit series. Yeah, where yeah. he picked Bane mid. Like, yeah. like no, that no, that wasn't <laughs> actually Caps losing that game. Right. Yeah, it's like, fun no, fact. That, that was Han Sama running it down like Cody Sun yeah. worlds at like, worlds. And people should go back and watch the game. They were actually losing that game. Han Sama actually his brain fell off. Yes, it was Han Sama like Cody Sun Immortals at Worlds and his team, not Caps. Like holy fuck, but they let's see, they, these are casuals, so the same idiots who believe that, so they're probably the same idiots who, yeah, see that uh he 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 shit talked faker and then like, as if Jensen no wasn't being up, fucking meme. No the one whole brings time. up no one brings up that caps uh before he faced Doinby in the world's twenty nineteen finals, he said he was gonna clap Doinby. You know, no one memeing that. I yep. remember that. And, and, you know, these idiots were actually calling Caps the best men at worlds in twenty eighteen. You were on drugs. In the top four, he was the worst mid. And you're like, oh, well, what about the... And, and, and people say this again with, like, people mm -hmm. actually thought fucking Whitbo, who was, like, middle of the pack in EU, was a better rookie than Licorice in that, that, that one year when he was, like, the best player in all of NA in, like, 2018 summer. It's the same thing because of that one series. Oh, what about the Fnatic versus Cloud9 series mm -hmm. where they clapped him? Okay, how many times do I need to say this? The reason that happened was because they went, like, they had a downfall right before this series against them. They went, like, oh, and fucking 20 in scrims. They were just falling apart, All right? If, if that was Cloud9 at their peak against Afrika and in groups that was facing them, it would have been a close-as-fuck series. You can't like, count that. I, I would have loved if Cloud9 beat Fnatic, but I knew that that they, Fnatic team was better. That Fnatic team was actually just better. Well, they're like, better, just, but it would have been close, and if Cloud9 showed up... Uh, I think it was... Um, as, uh, I think it was the bot lane does. difference. I think the bot lane difference was the big thing. Like, yes, Reckless if they, and if they Hills showed up, so much yes, better. But if they showed up at, at their peak, just like a freak at the game series... It would have been a whole lot closer, up, but I don't yeah, think It would have been win. a lot closer, and they could have beat them out if they got some, like, luck on their side. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they had some of those... If Reaper's picks actually panned out with them not mentally imploding... Because they said before they faced uh, Fnatic, they had lost all their scrims. Because before that, people had a factor in. That Cloud9 team popped off because they said... They saw the way Team Vitality played, so they pretty much just copied that, and that worked for them. But as history shows, if you do that, that's gonna cap out at a certain point. That's it. What was the saying though? The clock strikes midnight. It was gonna strike midnight eventually. And when they faced a team that was better than them, they lost. Like pure veteran, that Fnatic team was better. Reckless was so much better than Sneaky. It was like that's why they wanted Sneaky removed. Pure Factor, that's why they wanted Sneaky removed. And they were like, you gotta get this guy out because Reckless and Hillisang were just so much better than Zazel yeah. and Sneaky. I, I think Zazel played well that tournament, but against Hillisang, it's like, dude, like Hillisang's gonna beat well, yeah. his ass. A lot of people are like, how did Zazel play so well? And then it's like the and then he like re yeah <laughs> retired after like three seasons again. I'm it's the same thing with Sneaky when he retired again. It's Okay, number one, he played so well that year and at that mm -hmm. tournament because, again, 
whatever you want to say about Zazel, when it comes to Hex Flash supports, he was genuinely like one of the best in the world on like on like the Alistar. Like Alistar, Thresh, yeah. Yes. Leona. Yeah. And, yes. And that happened to be the meta. And then obviously Hill is saying also the one of the best at that at you know those champs and that was also the meta, so that's why he gapped him. Mm-hmm. But also, right, Hillis has been playing much longer and had been actually yes. proven to be one of the best but, players at yes, Worlds at but, that but, end. Yes, but so you're probably but you're wondering how did he retire after only three seasons? Well, oh my god, it, it's because of multiple reasons, and it re- wasn't because of his skill mm-hmm. level. Like number one, number one, Sneaky was fucking reg- and Bang were both regressing and terrible in lane. So a lot yeah. of people are like Zazel's bad in lane. It's like, well, he definitely is not good in lane, but. Put him with uh, another fucking ADC who's also bad in lane and, and regressing hard, both of those players. And yeah, of course he's gonna look worse, right? He was still like number like a number five or number six support in LCS at worst. And that was with playing with mm-hmm. those fucking two shitty ADCs regressing, right? The reason why he didn't get a team after his third season was it's just because in LCS, if you're not like top four. And teams, you know, they're, they're, they're be stupid and not mm. pick you up because they want to try out these experience experiments. Like, oh, like, oh, yeah, let's get fucking newbie from uh, fucking from Latin America. I already like this unanimous second best support there. <laughs> also, right? people forget, um, Zazel said in a crackdown podcast with I Will Dominate and Thorin, him and Sneaky never really dueled like that. But, mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the exact reason why. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know the exact reason, but the reason that I thought they never do it was because they never really actually played that well together, honestly. Most of what Zazel did was Zazel simply just would make a play. Sneaky maybe have followed up on it. You know, their bot lane synergy Mm -hmm. was never really good. And also Sneaky was more into like streaming, cosplaying. So, you know, Mm -hmm. he also is a more, you can tell he's an introvert dude. So he's not going to really go out of his way to message him to duel. I don't think he's that. I've actually met Sneaky and I've actually personally talked to him. He's not that kind of dude, actually. You know? Yes, like, no, he, like, no, Zazel. He's not going to go out of his way and be like, hey, man, let's duel right now. You know? He probably uh, yes. would have wanted Zazel to uh, do that. I, I'm like, I'm trying to remember who the other support was. It was fucking or, or the other player. Uh, Which one? I'm 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 trying to re- remember another player uh, that kind of got fucked over. Like stunned? Uh, n- no, it wasn't stunned. I, I I can't remember at the moment, but but basically, just I'm saying the people like n- that. That is the most overlooked thing ever like it i'm thinking that zazel just regressed that hard after his third like I think no, he, had he, a, I, he wasn't he had strong. a bad he had a bad season in season three but he still deserved the spot and no he was he was still like in the top six when he went to again EG, because of that i thought stuff. he was actually not playing very well with bang but bang himself wasn't good yes, when he, he was, was on basically another sneaky at that time yeah like 100 the like eg banking on fucking <sighs> Bang! That was like, oh, oh, okay, dude. They literally well, no, only... lemonation just capped. He, he was like lemonation had already been washed. I don't know why yeah, he was Optic like twenty nine years old. So I don't know why. Optic oh, plus picked him lemonation. Up. Even from back in the day when Cloud Nine were the best team, he was. It's not that not he wasn't the best support. but no, he was just over mainly time, the shot caller and stuff. Yeah, like over time, lemonation simply his he just regressed. You know, yeah. and also if you need to factor this in, the reason why they took on Sneaky one more year, my own personal opinion, is because they thought that he would probably not get gapped at Worlds that hard again, mm-hmm. you know? But then at Worlds again, he got completely gapped by a role-swapped perks and yeah. an AHQ bot lane that was horrible. Mm-hmm. 
like like at, at that point you simply got to go like okay yeah. at, at worlds because even even in worlds 2018 when they made their uh semifinals run he got destroyed by uzi yes okay but anyhow like listen, he didn't go like, even the point he got i'm destroyed. trying to the point i'm trying to make is it's not that he isn't good enough for lcs and same thing with other players mm-hmm. right he still definitely is he would be at worst like the number six support probably it's like it's just the fact that sometimes players it just involves like the time and luck all right and that just it didn't play into his card while well, players like fucking afro yeah. moo and solo it, you know, they get lucky with, like, the teams at the time, it, you know, just them being available at the time and what the teams, like, need and just, you know, it, it just at the place and it just involves a lot well, of luck with, like, how players get on, stay like, on teams. Um, it also depends on, like, how orgs and players talk to each other. Like, maybe that, Zayzo that too. was... Like, uh, like that's why Value was... didn't fucking get a team because he didn't like, suck any dick. Like, maybe... He was good on Cloud Nine because the atmosphere, the players around him facilitated that. Like you also had a good coach in Reaper too, and what was it Rapid Star that was their assistant coach mm-hmm. at the time? But when he went to teams like EG, he definitely looked way worse. Like he definitely sucked in lane, and he actually didn't make, even do what originally made him actually look good. Honestly, you know, because mm-hmm. people, people have factors this in. It's not sometimes about how a player is playing; it's about what's around them that's enabling that. You know, like um junglers usually junglers usually only kind of look good when their team's playing good but there's times where you can kind of notice if the jungler is good even if they have bad players though because that's my thing a lot of these players that always pop off they don't actually longevity they don't look really good but, because it's what's it's, around them that's again doing it solo is the best example though right there are many players on solo's level it's just because of his communication and him being in the right place at the right time all the time that's how he always keeps getting on these teams and keep getting these chances and and because you know his good communication with in the community all right it's just it, it it's not all about just your skill level sometimes it's oh. just about that stuff that's why afro move on know, the jungling pool because I, I think the one of the most underrated players i've always talked about was sneaky one of the most underrated players no one really talked about anymore as much and to give credit to has always been high high actually qualifies literally as an mvp player even when clown nine first entered the league the fact that people chose Bjergsen over him is that's ridiculous. He was yeah, super again, valuable in Cloud9. Like, in, in 2013, they didn't have any like MVP awards. If they did, though, then I would have. High definitely would have got. I I firmly believe High would have gotten. He's well, no he in the very in the MVP very is. first split. Was I don't know. Medios who got it. No, I mean Medios very, is fine to get it too. One, one, no, 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 he didn't get it. They didn't. Ha- no Cloud9 player won an MVP in, until Svenskaren. All right, really? But, uh, are you sure? Yeah, no, there, there wasn't any MVP award in like. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, Medias has an MVP. No, no, no. In, no. in, in, two, in 2014, it was Bjergsen and then Zhao Wei Zhao. You know, oh, on, yeah, on, you're on right. But in 2013, they didn't ha- hand out. If they did hand out like an MVP award when Cloud9 first came in in 2013 summer, then it would have went to. Then honestly, it, it would have went to a Cloud9 player, but it's honestly top who would have been. It would have. Because you have to remember, Balls was absolutely destroying at that time, and Medios was. And Medios, like it honestly would have yeah. went to one of those two over high and sneaky, and then and, and then in the very first split, it would have went to probably somebody like uh, maybe they would have gave it to Dyrus or went to maybe like Darsh mm-hmm. somebody like Poe Belt or Darshine with carrying teams like fucking Good Game University. So right, remember when they made the finals? Oh, <laughs> shit, back in the day, that was a problem yeah. even watching that. Yeah, like, they, and they like... took TSM to five games. Good Game University. Oh my goodness. Well, 
Yeah, like also Xmithy. I know people want to compare Blabber to Xmithy. <sighs> okay, guys, back to the thing. Xmithy super consistent. Okay. Yeah, but they're two different players. Titles, multiple titles, and Xmithy will always have this over Blabber. Xmithy has that MSI second place finish. Blabber, I know he was on the roster for the semifinals Cloud Nine appearance, but Blabber has actually. I mean, he Blabber's gone out of Worlds what? Groups once, right? Uh, yes, he's not that good internationally. Just like yeah, yeah. The thing Vulcan, is, Smithy wasn't either. But yeah, Smithy having that also um, chokes internationally. Like Smithy having that MSI second place win over IG will always bring him over Blabber. Like I know yes, people now, like Blabber. Yes, now LCS titles, I, I got LCS titles. You know, I don't like looking at too much, but um, but I mean, yeah, he does have more than that. But listen, they're two different. You can't compare them. X yeah. Smithy is a guy that you know who plays around his lane, who plays on like around winning lanes. He's like yeah, he's more with, of a like really smite and blabbers. Blabbers yeah. more of just like an aggressive carry jungler. Like they're two yeah. completely different players. You can't compare them. He, he X, X Smithy is more of a really good facilitating yes jungler. That's what he really is good at, and he's super consistent at it. He's he is a, yeah, he yes, more blabbers inconsistent. Yeah, like Blabber is actually really inconsistent, and the, the issue here is Xmithy in playoffs actually always turned it on, except for mm -hmm. like maybe a few back in the day when he first roll swapped, you know. But in the playoffs, he was really consistent. In the playoffs, he always turned it on. Blabber in playoffs sometimes doesn't look as good as he does in the regular season. It's just what it is. So I like Blabber, but I Xmithy's to me, I understand why people have him ranked over Blabber and Medios. Because Medios and Blabber, they have this feast or famine playstyle. But with Xmithy, the, the playstyle he has was more for what the team needed, and it always showed why he managed to win consistently. Yeah, having Double If as your teammate also was a huge benefit. But you know, there's a reason why Double If wanted to play with that guy because he was super good at facilitating and knowing what his junglers needed. And let's be honest, you guys, when people bring up the fact that you know these players aren't good internationally. Um, none of our junglers have been really ever good internationally. I don't know why that's such a huge, like, is that like a coming to Jesus moment or some shit? Yeah, it's like, like just, just, I want you to let this sink in, all right? One of our most successful, like, okay, again, besides Ben Scarin, the mm -hmm. most, like, the jungler in our entire history who has got the furthest at, in world's history besides Ben Scarin that one year in 2018 Mm -hmm. who, who who even almost who was even almost made it the semis with his team. Honestly, they should have because they were better than WE. Is fucking contracts in his rookie year. I want you to let that sink in. All right, that's the state of NA junglers playing internationally. When contracts got to quarterfinals, I think in right two, in 2017, first year. All right, yes, and they honestly should have made semis. They were better than Team Wait, WE. Did Medios make quarterfinals too in 2014? The group of death with Cloud Nine. Yes, but they went to five games. They went to three-one. So the contract is more successful, and they almost and they honestly should have made it out to semis. Uh, Cloud Nine had actually got that base race off. They would have went to five games. That'd be pretty epic. I don't think they would have won. They would have got destroyed the next. Oh game. yeah, that that's a great shot call by a high there. Good job, bud. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. That's crazy how Sven Skarin's the only jungler that we've ever had to make top four at Worlds. That's fucking crazy to think yes, about. Yes, I and mean, he was he was playing insane again. He He's was not even the in the best. league anymore. He's not even yes. playing anymore in the yes, league. And That's he was ridiculous. like a sub. He was like a substitute just for namesake and you know whatever. Yeah. That, that, that goes but. to show you how crazy 
LCS players get rotated around. The only jungler we've ever had make top four out worlds is not even on a team yeah, anymore. I'll, I'll tell you mispronounce his name. It's Spill Scarin. Oh shit. Oh yeah. When he kept spilling his cups on the stand. <laughs> <laughs> those fucking those fucking <laughs> Korean players were probably raging out like Jesus. Oh fuck, my really? goodness. Um, the other thing I'll bring up with the LCS players is I think pole belters always been severely disrespected by a lot of people. You know, well, just because of recency bias, like, and yeah, he was never like an amazing mid lane or anything, but he was always like good at. He was again, always he was, what Smithy was. It's just for mid laners. He was, he was always like top four for many years. There was and... a meme about pole belter. Remember, um, there's this pole belter for this this lane X player. Like pole belter had that thing. Like basically, guys, pole belter was literally Smithy for mid laners. He was never like, always again, the in best, his last years. Like again, on, on FlyQuest and and CLG, he was absolute dog shit. All right, he was like. He was like the worst mid laner in the whole league in, in on FlyQuest in like summer that one year. Mm-hmm. All right, but but again, just it, like that just shows like how many casuals and newer viewers there are. Like, you, you, do you guys realize how many dog shit teams Paul Belfer was on in the past that he himself like single handedly carried him and like also X Miffy on his old teams? Like, remember fucking Winter Fox? Like I remember him playing. The reason why people don't don't think he's that good is when he went to actual international events. He actually just looked like shit. Like at, at MSI twenty nineteen, he looked. That's MSI twenty eighteen. He looked primarily pretty bad, actually. Like he looked really bad. Like if his international events had went somewhat decent, I think he'd be a player. We, I, I practice the he's like the only NA mid to win consistent titles ever. And he doesn't even have a team anymore. There's so many players I remember just being the mainstays of the league, just not having teams anymore. Apollo, Hakuo used to be a really consistent bot lane for North American LCS. Where are they at now? Apollo coaches for Golden Guardians, but Hakuo, I don't know. You know, it's really crazy how the turnover in LCS has been really crazy, you know, these past couple of years. You know, Santorin at some point was in Challenger. Now he's back on, you know, Team Liquid, but he had to prove himself on, on like, FlyQuest for a number of years until Team Liquid actually gave him a chance. I think T- I think Santorin's done on Team Liquid after this year. If anyone thinks Team Liquid is keeping Santorin literally after this year, well, we're, we're they're, they're going to be done with a lot of players. Like, I think. Honestly, I think they might be done with Bjergsen already. I think they're, yeah, I think they're done with They Sam- signed Bjergsen for another year. You might want to get another year out of him, but Maybe, I don't know. But, but again, they said they said they were blowed up if they either don't make Worlds or they don't win one split. And at this point, they might not even make Worlds. Like, they, they, this roster could yeah, just we'll talk blow about up. it now, yeah. Like, honestly, Han Sama, do you think he's going to want to stick around? Like, and No, again, oh, no. Uh-uh. Yes. Do you the think Bwepo, you think Bwepo they're going to eat? Uh, do you think either sides will want to stick around with their egos? <sighs> I mean, Bwepo said on Fnatic a long, t- a while, despite all I that bullshit. I don't know. I, I think he might, he, he might stay in NA, but I don't think he's going to. I don't think him. he'll be on Team Liquid. Yeah. No. Okay. Let's Bierksen go to the might, Core JJ might be the only one who's loyal enough to stick around. Let's go to the LCS 2022 summer split standings after week six. All right. Yeah, so let's but start. I, I will say though, like there, if there's ever jersey retirements in the future, I mean, yeah, Sneaky should definitely be like the fir- on the first list. Him and Dyrus. Well, you know, if you go to the LCS studio, which I'll be going mm-hmm. to hopefully next year when I have a better job. Hopefully, I'm 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 just waiting on an answer soon to get a better job when I can have more flexibility. If they ever have a Hall of Fame part in the LCS, if Sneaky's not there, um. I'm causing a yeah, riot. Sne- Sneaky and Dyrus should be like on the first list, honestly. I never thought Dyrus was that good, dude. I never Dyrus was yes. always horrible. Man. Yes, but well, he was, Super no, he was good. Player. I mean, 
It's not. It's not always about like being the best, though. It's he wasn't even a good rock player. He wasn't even a good tank player. He, I, I don't think. He, I, I. This is my my hot take. I in the in the very good. in the very early days. So again, like that. I'm talking about players like Hotshot GG. Those. Oh no no! Would, like, in that era, in. yeah, like the modern era when I. That's like modern era when the early modern era when I came in when people were praising about like. I didn't think he was ever well, that yeah, good. Yeah, no, honestly. in the modern area, yeah, he regressed. He was old. He was about on his last legs. But I'm just saying, like, in all, all areas, er, eras, like. He couldn't were... even play Malphite at a certain point. Dude, it was horrible yeah. watching that guy. Yeah, but like, that's, that's why, He's... like, people like I'm a cutie pie would probably get him because of his era before the league structure. Well, all right, guys, let's go yeah. over the standings. Let's go from bottom uh, to top. Yeah, I, I do. I will do have one question. I will do this first, but I did have one question about that thing I wanted to ask you after. But anyway, we'll wait. But so dig, fuck me. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say about the team anymore. But this is okay, what they so, did. Let's sum up dig when this is exactly what they did. And if anyone disagrees, you're a crackhead. And I know you don't know anything about, about the industry about league. They sold their best player to Golden Guardians, and they brought up two random players to build up. Because they know their season's over. They have been probably, most likely, just like with Team BDS, losing all their scrims. They brought up Gamsu. Then Gamsu actually has been a player who literally fought his way from another esport all the way back up, you know, to LCS. You know, he was in the LCS, went to the then EU LCS, now ALEC, Overwatch, Proving Grounds. Academy, mm-hmm. back to LCS. No, no, and- no, 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 no. No, it was even worse than a Proving Grounds Amateur Academy and then yeah. LCS. Mm-hmm. Now, now listen, he, guess he was what happened? A, yeah. He was their only consistent, he, he was actually one of their mm-hmm. few consistent players. He was actually playing much better as the weeks went by. You, you can kind of tell he was still rusty being on the LCS stage. Yeah, yes. He was actually playing a bit better as the weeks went by. And yes. you know what they do to him? They're like, you know, fuck you, Gamsu. You can have, you know, it's who better than you? Hoon. Who, yeah, who yes, can barely yes. or an alt. Yes, now now here's the thing, all right? Fuck yes, you, you're, you're 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 gonna say that like Gamsu's like one of the weakest tops in the league. Okay, that is true. I would say he's like around eight for something. But but listen, again, you have to realize like he's just getting back in the LCS. He's improved. He even looked shaky at the start of his time in amateur and academy. So you need <laughs> to give him a bit of time. But also, yes, he's one of the weakest. But his job to is to at least be like a try to be a stable weak side rock and veteran presence, mm-hmm. uh, like like what they wanted out of his Achachi, but who's just inting his ass off on, on anything other than gangplank and fucking LEC. Oh All right, yeah. and, he, and he was for the most part besides some matchups. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Viz Achachi can play a mean Orin. <laughs> oh fuck me. But yeah, but besides that though, he was provide providing that at least. Now, now, here's the thing. I get it. Their season, they're, like, they're a bad team. Their season's over. Why not, like, try out some new player? Okay, fine. And if they play well, you can sell them off. Yes, but, but here's the out. thing. Yeah. Uh, fucking Hoon. And uh, this guy <laughs> in Academy was, like, the worst, one of the worst top laners in the entire Academy circuit. And, and he's, like, 24 years old. And they just picked him up from, like, the Turkish League. Uh, and he, he's terrible at everything. It's like it's like if there was at least like anyone somewhat decent, like Bradley on Team Liquid Academy, I'd be like, okay, fine. But like, what the fuck? This is a thing. They sacked a player who literally has had what what would most would call a roller coaster of a career in esports, and did a miracle comeback into the LCS, and was 
I'm not gonna lie, though. Gansel, he I thought he was pretty fucking bad for like the first like all the weeks he played. But that week they played against up against Cloud Nine, and the week before that, he was actually coming into his own as a player. He was actually playing a lot better. You can tell he was rusty. You got to take time with him. Diggs, Diggs was the org that they were like, we're going to be all about NA players, though. No imports. Remember last year, they were like, imports, imports. They were making fun of a lot of imports. A lot of these cringy, stupid Reddit retard incel neckbeard morons were on Reddit going, yeah, Diggs, the NA org. Oh, uh, they swapped out Gamsu for another import. And they also Yippee. have a Turkish mid laner. Yippee, and and that that top and laner players also, outside of yeah. Biofrost. Well, actually, Spawn and Biofrost are not bad. I don't think Spawn is bad, actually. Yeah, no. Also, their top, from, their top laner is Their top laner is from the fucking Turkish league. That's hilarious. This guy Zay, uh, Zayu, who they just brought in. This guy's horrible. I don't know what they saw in this guy. This yeah, now, listen, Zay again, just like that. Again, if there was somebody decent, but these two guys were like some of the weakest in the academy circuit. It was the other players. Who like winning them games? Zayu had potential at first, but he never reached that. So I don't understand why he's getting a chance mm -hmm. out of so many other junglers in the league. Like honestly, get fucking Inori in. Inori deserves another chance over this fucking guy. People like him and fucking Darshan. Like this is just and Blue's still fucking bad. Now, now again, Biofrost best player probably, but um, yeah, him and I've liked what I've seen out of Spawn. But there's nothing he can really do, honestly. Yeah, him again, Spawn and Neo, they're both indifferent. They're both good. It's just what you it just depends on what your team needs and what you want. And they, you know, Spawn works better with like what what they wanted out of their team and with Biofrost. And it, it, Neo needs to really improve on like his builds, honestly. Oh, some chat cock, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. Dig are horrible. Dig literally went. This is exactly what happened. Dig lost all their scrims. They were like, you know what? There's no way we can make playoffs. There's definitely no way they can, make, they can make playoffs now. They're out of playoff contention. They realized to themselves, let's just sell our best player, River, mm -hmm. to Golden Guardians. Then let's bring up a random Academy top laner who I even watched the game too. He was this guy's been Hoon is bad. Yeah, no, he, no, he is top terrible. laner who can't even or an alt properly. He can't even yeah, Orin. Yeah, Orin remember that. Remember Fudge's debut game on Orin, where he couldn't land a single fucking Orin alt. That, that's like this guy. The last week, Gamsu outplayed a one v two, and they were like, you know what? Outplaying one v twos can't Orin alt. Man, the decisions I have to make on this orb, right? Oh my god. I mean, Blues had a few good games, but he's been, he's kind of regressed. Like, last play, yeah, he was I'm way so, better. Last play, he was sorry, actually way better. Blues, this play, the same thing. completely regressed. Blues, the same thing we've said. Uh, Palafox has improved a bit more, but I still don't think he's that good or anything at all. I think it's mainly just Rise, or, sorry, no, sorry, Azir, Azir? that he's. Yeah, that besides that, he's really just my boy Palafox alone. Palafaker. He's really he's really just No, he's Palafaker. It's really just decent at best, and the other players playing better. Like, like off. Yeah, fuck off. People I am shocked. Shocked. Well, not that shocked. But but I wait, wait, I really trash Pal Fox enough. But anyway, on the years where you're really playing uh poor poorly though, besides the again, that's how like I, I see a blue. It's like, yeah, he has the odd uh pretty solid game, him and like when and Riom, when it moves in the fucking league. But but that's only the odd one, like and even what with them playing all right, that's still in comparison to the rest of the league's mid laners, he's like around eighth at best. Also, one of the things here is last summer, Dig were like, you know what, let's switch out Saligo and Dardock, even though it was actually working really well, for Yasui and Acadian. 
but they won't switch out blue who's been pr- playing pretty underwhelming these last five weeks actually yeah. uh, he had those good on, games so weird they're so mid he had those, he had those like Dignitas had good games against Cloud Nine, but even those good games from them, you weren't confident that they could close okay, those games easy, out. Okay. They completely fucking mm-hmm. threw those games. Also, they had good games against Cloud Nine, but no one was confident they could close those games out. Dig are trash. If they end up selling their spot like Misfits did in the LEC, I'm not surprised. This org is completely. Yeah, like, like honestly, trash, they have, man. Please just call up Perry and Insanity and Gamzu. Honest, honestly, honestly, Alorum yeah. can't get a team, but Hoon can. Yeah, that's hilarious. But no, seriously, every player they have in Academy right now, Dig, uh, Gamzu, Perry, their 17-year-old jungler, Insanity, Neo, JJ. Honestly, just call them all up. Uh, you can still keep playing Biofrost, but have him and JJ scrim. JJ and Joey have honestly improved a lot in Academy over the years. And, you know, just sign a new, like, uh, rookie support. And then, yeah, just honestly have that six-man roster. That would be way better for dig right now than the fucking four players they have playing i, I mean you can also have you know, honestly you can have a seven man roster actually i guess spawns all right i forgot about him also um let's now move on to immortals because dig and toss are they're gonna revamp their whole roster why is like anyone who's like will dig revamp their whole roster yes they're on a first of all they're on a six game losing streak I don't really see them realistically winning any more games, honestly. Oh, yeah. uh, they face Immortals next. So, no, IMT after this week, mm-hmm. they're not an easy-ish win, but they're definitely better than Dig. I'll give them that. Yeah, again, and, I really don't understand why teams just don't go after guys like Pabu, but whatever. Uh, Dig also faced TSM. I'm pretty sure TSM, even in their bad state, beat them. So they're going definitely potentially 0-2. If TSM lose to this, mm-hmm. oh my god, TSM, you fucking suck. And then they face TL. Oh, yeah. L. They oh face. They face T. In, in week eight for the Super Week, Dig face TL, EG, and then they face Golden Guardians. Uh, well, that's just a game bane and a half. But, <laughs> but <laughs> what Jesus Christ, are you watching? Uh, uh, honestly, so Golden Guardians, Immortals, TSM. Those honestly, if one of those teams fucking loses to Dig, that's like their playoff hopes down the drain. Actually, yes. All Dig can do right now is just play spoiler. That's all they can really do. Yeah. Now, again, I, I, I'm really upset that Immortals is still, like, they've been playing better than Golden Guardians and TSM. They really, but but they're still out of a playoff spot but just because of how they played. They in lost the first so many half. games so early on, man. It That screwed yes. them so hard. Now, let's go uh, Immortals. they make a comeback, but. Immortals played a really close game against Evil Geniuses this past week, actually. So, my personal thing is I don't know why they do that, though. All throughout this year, They've had games where they pretty much either make a huge comeback or they could win and should win based off composition itself, but then they just throw them, you know? They had a really great game against TSM. They really did, and they obviously uh, – not sorry, TSM. Oh, my God. Uh, against Evil Geniuses. Did I say T- TSM? Sorry. You guys know what I'm talking about. They mm-hmm. had a really great game against Evil Geniuses, okay? But then you're also factoring in, are you confident that Immortals can close out against the best team in the league? EG were struggling against Immortals, so you could kind of say, like, was it EG kind of faltering more than Immortals being good? But remember, like, re- re- this this was Revenge's best game he's ever had in the league. When he played um Yone, and he got into the back line, he killed Danny on Jinx. My thing here with Immortals is, it's, a, it's one of these things where it's like, it's a little too little too late for this kind of thing. You know, yes, they can still play spoiler. They can still do that. They're pretty much out of playoff contention, you know, Devin Dig. It's just kind of sucks that they've been kind of turning it on lately even though they've lost more games mm-hmm. than they've won still 
They've been turning it up lately. Kenvi is a lot more confident in his plays with Power of Evil. You can see in their gameplay. Lost is still trash. Lost is so fucking bad, man. Yeah, no, Lost again, I, I, I knew Lost and Ignar were still kind of trash. It's just, again, they were... Ignar's actually played better. I'll they were that. technically improvements over what they had in spring, though. So, I mean, would you think, play Arrow over Lost? I I would. Like, like at this yeah. point, you might as also, well. Uh, we got some con Alan Crandit. You guys make me wish I knew anything about esports. I mean, hey, you can always learn, you know, for watching us and other con. This is a fun, I'm just saying, out of every esport in the world, League of Legends is the closest to well, I, 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 an actual sport with like how the games are when you watch them, their entire history, the learning curve, all the, the mm -hmm. leagues, everything. It's the closest you're going to get to kind of like watching a real sport, which is why I'm so into it. So, I mean, I, I would like try to get into it. It's pretty fun to learn about League. I think Ignar's played better as the weeks went by. Ignar became the player that most people thought he would be on this roster, playmaking support. Mm -hmm. um, Revenge had... The fact that Revenge has had one good game this entire year, that's ridiculous. And the one good game he has, they still can't win. That's crazy. Um, Kenvi, really, really shitty start, but then started playing a lot better. Probably remember, guys, the reason why they're probably playing bad, I'm not saying they are, the reason why they were potentially playing bad was because Power People was on vacation. They He just got back in. They were late to scrim with him. That's why you saw them get perfect gamed consistently. But at this point now, it's too little too late both of these ors mm -hmm. are gonna completely revamp their roster loss will never have a team after this i promise you that the fact that I that am... guy was an academy and a lot of people actually want to remember eg wanted that guy at a certain point to be on their team like loss was a big academy Just prospect all, all of the fucking academy adcs in the entire league for the last two and a half years and they give out of all people lost a fucking chance Blows my mind. Like I know, like uh, I know, Kane has sucked now for a while. But before he was the, easily the best ADC in the in academy. Why didn't he never get a chance? Oh, why, why thank did, you, man. Uh, like holy shit, this is just. Yeah, don't worry, intensive. I I I, I got you, man. It, I will definitely get to it. Yeah, him. We, yeah, we will talk to that when we you know get to team. But the problem bit. here is, people remember back in the 2020 off season after that worlds of no was it it was a 2019 off season going it no 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 my bad wrong wrong it was when um it was the 2020 off season going into the 2021 season when Cloudline yeah. got perks everybody that couldn't get a really good ADC they wanted lost it they wanted lost lost and definitely which I am baffled by definitely they I were, was like there were way better ADCs Way better across the whole fucking league. What were teams smoking? You you can go get an ADC in the Turkish league or the Oceanic. That's yeah. way better like, than that. Definitely would only work on a team that really needed someone who was just a backup to a backup to a backup to a backup carry. That if you really needed, definitely. Like, guys, I, I should you not the the split that Perks came in to, for Cloud Nine in 2021. Mm -hmm. That off season, because you guys know the 2020. The offseason is after Worlds. That's the really big one where all the players shift around yeah. the world in each week. I'm sorry. Week, I right? think it's absolutely branded that they picked Lost the that, over, the over that Prismal. People wanted Lost. Lost was the biggest Academy prospect because he got kind of shafted with Echo Fox. He came in like randomly when they had those roster locks with uh, Smoothie. He wasn't even that good to begin with. He was a Varus one trick. I yes. thought he played okay on this Varus. 
and he yes. was in Academy for a while. And then yes, he, TSM, he did finally improve on Golden Guardians, but that was just because Golden Guardians TSM gave him gave all him the shot. resources. He was on Echo Fox, TSM, fucking Golden Guardians, and he's not good. Yes. I, maybe yes, he's he, better he, in screens. Only again, he only improved in Golden Guardians because they gave him like all the resources, and even then, he was only like eighth in the league. Still, still, he's still bad. It still felt like he was invisible. Even when they gave him resources, it still felt like he wasn't a threat. He's not good. Yes, now, I, now, Prismal was not good either. Again, he's role swapped to support now in Academy, but holy fuck, the fact oh, yeah, that right, he, he was. He yeah, wasn't easy. I remember yes, that, the yeah. Fa the mm -hmm. fact that he played solid for all those years and, like, three years in a row in Academy now, and, and with uh, Chime, never got a single chance in LCS. It, like, it was down to him and Loss for the spot, and they gave it to Loss. That just pisses me off. Like, uh, like that's well, well, like lost the will to live. <laughs> I I lost the will to watch Immortals game. Watching like Power of E, like, uh, yeah, it was Power of Evil's fault as well. Getting caught out in that e, e, in that EG game, but yeah. watching Lost just kind of sit there and watch his team carry his ass, and him just sitting there getting caught out was like, oh yeah, my holy shit. god, this shit happens like every year on Optics slash Immortals. There would be there's like a mid laner who's looks excellent despite his dog shit team around him and we give him like third old pro team and then the split after once you know there's a new revamp roster they start playing like the worst in the league like that's what happened with fucking crown on clg now it's happening with power of evil he's been playing so bad holy shit so that's my thing guys with immortals is uh no it's not a maybe no, no, they, they, they will. will they they will that's not a maybe that, that is a hundred percent guarantee yeah. gonna happen they Hopefully, Kaori well gets up. a chance. Oh, yeah, I would love if Kaori got a chance. Like, I forgot, EG's Academy has Smoothie on it. I, I don't think Smoothie's LCS worthy anymore, really, honestly. But after his CLG performances and his TSM days, yeah. but we'll I see mean, how it I goes. Still, I, still, I, I still don't understand why Soligo never. Immortals got might as well at that point just try out. Since. Immortals might as well just try out fucking King and Death. No, they, can't. they already had Destiny. They know how that goes. They might as well just try out King then. You're gonna try out lost. You might, might as well try the better player. Might as well try out yeah. Like, uh, again, I don't. I don't know. Like, did did Soligo sleep with like somebody's wife or something? He slept with uh, Dash's wife. I heard. Uh, uh huh. Yep. Yep. I remember Double F and Beerson and Alina had a threesome where Double where Beerson pounded <laughs> her out harder, and that's the reason why <laughs> Double F left TSM. Uh, it, Jesus is a similar thing with why Jensen got kicked from Team Liquid. <laughs> Jensen had a bigger dick than Doublelift, and Doublelift was like, "Nope, can't can't do this." Yeah, yeah I guess I guess that's why Lena chose Doublelift over uh, Reginald. Oh yeah, Doublelift. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ, or uh, sound like such fucking. <laughs> Remember those people <laughs> when people made memes about the Lena situation? They're like, "Oh, you're a bunch of fucking sexists!" Like, no, we, we literally just made a few memes from it. And then it, afterwards, everybody like C9 Jack said, okay, guys, calm down. She made an honest mistake. You guys are acting too toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she didn't un understand what she did was poaching. It was like, Lena, you, you can't... Yes, you can... People poach underhanded in the league. Everyone knows that they do. But the way she <laughs> yeah. did it, she was blatantly poaching someone. Yes, it was like, okay, uh, you can't that, do that. And and again, I'm sorry. You, you can shit on you me all you want with calling that... that you know what's crazy about, about that? Even what? though Reginald said she doesn't really run the league department, it was like, Reginald, are you retarded? She literally is talking to other players. Like, to like I'm sorry. Do, I'm sorry. Do you blame me for just saying that fucking split is just DQ'd from TSM winning with all the shit that went I mean, on that riot literally allowed? Oh, let's talk about TSM then. All right, guys. TSM, they brought in Solo this week. Solo was not good. Be 
played pretty bad. Well, yeah, again, he at least under he at least like understood the situation. Like, uh, uh, he's again, he's a guy who plays team friendly, understands the situation he's in. Yeah, you know, plays well for his team, and that's what got them the win. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not good though. Like that. That's... Yeah, it was nice to see Solo, you know, back on the LCS stage. But it's the thing you got people that ask themselves this. Hmm. Are you happy to see players like like him back, knowing they're not even up to even moderate? No, it, it, it's just hilarious how this guy's still like every year. I'm like, okay, this guy's like 29 now years old now. It's like I, I doubt he'll get on another team. I think he should just retire. Now he keeps playing, then he somehow keeps getting on teams. Again, he's just again. This is what happened. Good mm-hmm. luck, and then pl- players like Zazel who are like top five or top six just get left out for fucking three years and then become a coach. Also. Luck. TSM ended up losing to Team Liquid, okay? But they had a really, a really good game against Golden Guardians. And people were like, oh my god, they had a really good game against Golden Guardians. Oh my god. People are sad these days. Are you uh, are okay? Can you, play, can you had please a good tell game. me why Smosh is in your recommendation for the search bar? Uh, hello? So, I, I, I don't really know why people get happy when they're supposed good org uh it was right out. there I, must, I guess you missed it okay oh give me a second i'm, I'm trying to find something yeah it, the onavia theme was right there jesus christ oh, goodness. there we go so yeah like i don't get why people do that where they're like oh my god tsmb golden guardians i hope they i hope they would yeah, yeah they you would. didn't realize golden guardians is like the ninth place team right now right also golden guardians literally just did the exact same thing tsm did swap a player out so it's yes, yes, like though, seriously, the only team they're better than is Dig. And yeah, I can agree that this game was oh, sorry, sorry, I have to make sure I mute, mute this tab right there. But yeah, I, I can agree, yeah, like this game was good, but this doesn't inspire confidence, actually. You know, like if if TSM lose another game, they're gonna be out of playoffs. Oh, that you, that is easily one of the best like live events to, you could ever watch that like, series. Just, just factor this in. TSM, if they lose another game, they will not make playoffs twice in the same year. It yeah. was already unprecedented that they could miss playoffs in general. So they finally missed playoffs last, uh, the LCS 2022 spring split. Now it's a very big possibility they don't make playoffs twice in the same yeah, like year. The, I, I believe they were the only team ever to like not miss playoffs. Just like with Fnatic. Then. Yeah. Just, they, they were them and Fnatic and SKT were the only orgs never to miss playoffs. Yeah. And now TSM, there's only two left. Fnatic and SKT of uh, team one. And now the only teams to never do that. But then you also have um because right now their strength of schedule for TSM is they play EG. If they lose to EG they're out of playoffs. They're out of playoffs. It doesn't even matter if they if, if they beat Dig. Can a team get in? If if a team can get in being nine and ten, that's fucking sad, you know. But I forgot it's going to be eight teams that get in, you know, because they they're automatically locked into ninth and tenth, right? You know. So sorry about that. I misspoke. I forgot this split is um eight teams actually. So it really doesn't matter if TSM gets into the playoffs anyway. They'll be an eight seed. They'll be in the lowest bracket. Any team they face will probably most likely just knock them out. They're so lucky that Immortals and Dig are just that much worse than them that they actually locked in ninth and 10th to save them, you know? Because TSM, they face EG. That's a guaranteed loss. They face Dignitas. They're going to beat Dignitas, I hope. Then they face CLG. CLG right now is much better than TSM. Then they face Cloud9 again. Cloud9 completely just ass-stomped them the last time. 
And then their final game of the split is up against FlyQuest. All of these teams that they're going to end up facing in these final two weeks of the LCS 2022 summer split have all been better than them, literally outside of Dignitas, honestly. You know, Cloud9 having a little bit of a surge here, you know. Uh, yeah, they got their little win against Golden Guardians. It really doesn't matter, though. All they're doing right now is they're just playing for seeding. That's all you're doing. Like, if they get 7th or 8th, I'm not surprised. Honestly, I think Golden Guardians is going to be the 8th place team. I think TSM are just a little bit over them. But that means TSM is 7th place, like I predicted when this split started, actually. You know? Golden Guardians doesn't inspire any confidence into me. Uh, there was rumors today that they were actually going to be like swapping up their roster. It would make sense to swap up their roster right now because they've been performing exceptionally bad, honestly. Um, let me see if there's been any uh, confirmation on that right now. Uh, let me see. Let me go to .esports. Let me go to League of Legends. Uh, let's see. Rogue is playing matches remote for COVID. Okay. All these ads are here. Holy fuck. Too so many ads. So many ads. Okay, uh, let's see. Hey, if you want to laugh at like NA more, just remember that Peanut was gonna join and N- it was wanted to join NA, but all the teams, you know, they, they were too full at that point with players like fucking Rush, and, and now he's like one of the best junglers again in LCK. So just let that sink in. Yeah, there was um some people bringing up the fact that Golden Guardians were swapping out their academy. Uh, players for leader and someone else. Remember, people, people forget Golden Gardens Academy has leader. No, on they're, they're dead last right now. Like lead, leader has like, again. A lot of people said that, and just like the people who said Summit, if Summit played well enough and Fudge didn't, then they would replace Fudge. Like I, I, I knew that wouldn't be the case for multiple reasons, and it wasn't. But it's the same thing with that. Like no, a Blaze Oliver is playing way too good. They wouldn't have, but. But and leader like their, their academy roster has been so fucking poor right now. They're dead. I am Jerem said a Blaze Olive playing in academy seems to confirm plus leader minus a Blaze. Also, Prismal appears to be going. Yeah, to that, LCS, that, again, this is Olay not playing academy. Dead. But Olay it, not playing academy. Not sure why. I think they're just having huge, not even huge internal turmoil. They're just scrambling to see what can work for them because remember guys golden guardians will make playoffs because these guys are already locked in ninth and tenth these guys are fighting to just be not dead last in the league and trying to fight for one sponsor again this is just (laughs) fight for one Uh, again this is fucking brain dead though just like uh, in fact listen dude tsm is only gonna finish higher because these guys are that much worse again their academy team is literally dead last leader and leader of them have not been playing. Leader well had a bad all. split last year. Remember how Warren was, Warren was telling us that team vitality? I was like, Warren, that team vitality team is not good. Leader was playing bad, legitimately bad. It doesn't matter about like, his what stats. Doing a Blaze Olive has been fucking great this year. Honestly, Blaze Olive has been one of the top four mids yeah, in the LCS yes, this year. He's been great and fucking okay. Again, Ole is just like Gamsu, replaceable, and he misses a lot of hooks. I can understand that, and I'm glad. Prismal is finally getting now, now. I don't know how true this is because again, a lot of stuff on this raw this roster stuff is like let me see can be glitchy sometimes. Like it, it said at it said at one point that Perry, that literally the 17-year-old jungler they just signed would be starting over Academy would be ball. started instead of Exu for digs. So it can be glitchy, but um Damn, she's cute. But, 
or, 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 you know, players playing in the academy doesn't mean too much sometimes, but it could just mean many other things. But that pyrotechnics and LCS academy. Yeah, and also yeah, I am Tom is one of the worst fucking people in the industry. So you, you know, it's not he's he's not somebody you want to trust too much. But I mean, oh, I, however, I, I mean, I, I, I can understand giving Prismo a chance finally. You know, and again, Ole's replaceable. Okay, he's let, not, let me he see what hasn't even been good. But Let's the, the Blaze Olive team. one just fucking baffles me though. Well, why would they do that with a Blaze okay. Olive? I don't get it. So this was their academy team concept Acadian. How was Acadian still in the whatever? A Blaze Olive, a Ray Hustlin. Yeah, again, it, it must be like a six man roster thing, maybe. I don't know. Like, they again, must maybe. have literally scrapped even their box. Let's be honest here. That's, isn't the problem with Golden Guardians too? Why is Golden Guardians in 2022 still thinking that Stick Say is a top tier ADC in the league? He no, had no one good Twitch game, one, and he still looks shit. Yeah, He's again, I guess they just want them to while. string together, but what yeah. the fuck? Like, this is the thing. This is why people get mad at the LCS is they keep bringing in washed up play- Six A's actually been bad for so long. God, I'm sorry, it, 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 if fucking if Gate in like 2020 got, was able to get a fucking chance again on Immortals That's after like five dude. years in Academy and after being roll swapped and holy fucking one hopeless. actually. Like, 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 this is ridiculous, people. Why is players like Stixay still on LCS starter? Like, why is Stixay still an LCS starter? That, that is ridiculous. Like, that no is clue. just this is just blows my but... brain. There's a reason why Golden Guardians will never, ever, ever, ever finish anything outside of that fifth to sixth place that they finished back in 2019, actually. You know, when they lost to FlyQuest in that quarterfinals and they almost made top four. Oh, you know, oh I just realized something. You know why they might be playing Prism? Okay, so here's the thing. I, again, they ablaze all the thing. is fucking brain dead. I don't get it. He's been great. But maybe it's like may, maybe they've been going through scrims and shit. Again, they're desperate. Their team been playing horrible. They, they're, they're literally like the ninth place team. They should be ninth oh, under Immortals and TSM. Maybe like River said that he's he plays better with a uh, leader even though their academy team's dead last and leaders has been playing poorly and then remember leader has takes up an import slot and so does river and remember Ole doesn't yeah. have a green card yet right he, it, for for some reason so i guess they have to play prismal like just i don't know guys this is just borderline ridiculous golden guardians if they finish 7th or 8th not surprised they no they should be, they should finish ninth they're easily ninth like I'm sorry Immortals and TSM been both playing better I mean also guys factor this in I mean like yeah because I'm pretty sure I I'm TN I'm pretty sure I'm TN Dig are locked for out of playoffs so I'm no they're TSM. not locked for out of playoffs Immortals can still make it this thing no no they can't are you sure I mean they're one game out 10. oh yeah this is the thing though is. I mean, maybe I, I was right. Maybe I had my information a little bit confused because the playoff scenarios right now in both leagues are really confusing right now with every team being so close. Well, well like, the playoff scenarios and LPL is really confusing. I don't know. Like, th- these usually like an off number of games. Like, teams so so you're still saying to me, this is the, there's a good chance TSM was, could still miss playoffs, actually. Um. Well, there's a good chance either of these three miss playoffs. Like, it's... That's close. That, but I mean, I, I, I do. I, I do think TSM into, deserves eight. But because I, I, I thought being already locked into three and ten would already mean you're 
out of playoffs, actually, because BDS was out of playoffs being one and 15. These guys are three and 10. They're two and 11. I mean, if you're not locked well, out, well, of playoffs, well, what do you mean? That, well, it's crazy. If, if their teams are four and nine, then no, you're not locked out already. Oh, Ryan says it's possible. IMT beat Dig or GG. What the fuck? If IMT beat G D Dig or Golden Guardians, there's they can make playoffs. Mm-hmm. The LCS. This is that's disgusting. Uh, again, but again, Immortals and TSM have opened playing better than Golden Guardians now. They uh, they should. TSMs should get eighth, and Immortals should honestly get like seventh seed. That's how it's been right now. If IMT beat Dig or Golden Guardians or both, they can. Oh my fuck, a team. This team could actually realistically finish like I don't know six and ten. That's also banking they win any more games, although win maybe one of these. They could finish like maybe four and ten and get in the playoffs. Oh my god, LCS fixture structure. No more. Yeah, of this, I mean, like- Immortal schedule in general is into again. They face Cloud Nine, but they also face FlyQuest and CLG. They can upset those easily. Also, uh, this is why the this is why mm-hmm. they should just do six teams for summer too. They do six for spring, which is perfectly fine, mm-hmm. but they do eight for summer. And I get it; they want to have more games before Worlds because there's not much, mm-hmm. you know, games before Worlds because Worlds is in October and there's no league for September outside of like, like LCK finals yeah. and LPL finals actually. So, all right, so that's covering these guys. We cover all these guys consistently. Yeah, let's go to now- FlyQuest. Uh, FlyQuest this week. They had a really close game against Cloud9. Yeah, Cloud9, uh, Berserker, he got the pentakill on Zeri. Yeah. They had a really bad dive against Fudge, which resulted yeah, in F- that. A FlyQuest could have easily won this, but they lost their brains. Again, I, I had a feeling in the back of my mind Cloud9 would have a 2 0 week and stuff, but again, and just with how, they were, with how they were playing, mm-hmm. I just did. I could not have predicted them over Fly. Fly was just had the better odds of winning. Yeah, even I predicted Fly to win. And. Yeah. FlyQuest didn't play bad, and neither. Uh, to be fair, this was actually a really close game. Neither really played bad. Yeah, but... I'm sorry if you predicted Team Liquid the win though over Cloud Nine in the second day. Then you have not been watching Team Liquid play. So after FlyQuest had a really close game against Cloud Nine, they ended up just losing in a pretty embarrassing fashion to EG. So my my thing with FlyQuest right now is the same way I feel about. XL. I think I think they're just the XL of the LCS. Like they have, they know how they want to play the game, but their players are still not as good as the. I mean, who would you say is better, them or CLG? I think I I I want to say FlyQuest is better. I do. I think they've had more. I think they've had more of impressive wins than CLG. Actually, like a lot of FlyQuest wins are more impressive. Like CLG's a lot. Some of their wins have come off like a lot of throws. Actually, you know. But that's my thing on FlyQuest. I think Takuli, and the problem with FlyQuest is if Takuli is not ahead for them, it's really hard for them to play the game, actually. If, if Takuli and Jose Diodo don't really get it going for them, it's hard for them to play the game. Also, Philip had a good game on a good game on Aatrox against um EG when he had those well, nice pullbacks, but that well, was he, he, he was good at the start on Aatrox, and his team left him out the dry. Okay, now after FlyQuest, let's go to Team Liquid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that it about FlyQuest, really? That's all I can really say. I mean, Uh, I mean, what I will say is that I don't think this is a good meta for Jose right now. I think the Udir Hecra meta was the best. uh, Udir, whatever Hecra meta was the best for him. But yeah. Anyway, so Team Liquid. I mean, again, if you are actually watching Team Liquid this season, then you shouldn't have been surprised if them losing the Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine again. Cloud Nine. 
if it wasn't for those substitutes, thanks to Berserker losing his green card, they would be tied for first right now because they were 100% better in those games in the very first week, even the Team Liquid game. It's just you, their fucking bot lane literally single-handedly lost them the games. And that's what pisses me off the most. They should be in the top two scene and right now. This but is my thing with Team Liquid right now is people are like, they beat TSM. Yeah. You see how bad TSM are? If they yeah. don't beat TSM, that's embarrassing. They, that's actually they, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just seem fucking lo- – I mean, they, didn't they lose them, though, with, like, Maple that one time? Oh, uh, they lost to them early on in the split. They went one yeah. and one on the split. So but uh, they, they unless that was like faced, EG or something, but but they yeah, faced uh, TSM, they completely fucking ass railed them. But it, it just though, seems like they don't know what they want right now with their players or their drafts. That's what I was gonna bring up too. It's like a lot of their drafts are prime. It, they kind of feel like fanatic. Yeah, well, I was like, about they, to say they're fanatic right now, they, except they're in good enough spots still. They feel like it. It, it feels like watching a team is just you're watching five individual players play. You're not watching a team. Also, mm-hmm. this week for the LCS, I noticed an uncharacteristic, an uncharacteristically amount of like um top lane dives. Well, you know, um, Immortals put all their resources into putting um impact behind. Like a lot of teams this week for the LCS for some reason were simply just top lane diving. You know, Team Liquid dove solo a lot. Yeah, uh, it, it IMC just, dove impact a lot actually it's not a good strategy in my opinion but like my thing with team liquid is this is what i said about them before and i'm gonna stick by what i said earlier in the split with them they had probably some sort of like argument or disagreement on how to put the game between bjergsen and whippo and i think it's something where remember guys they settled on playing through bot lane they're like we literally you don't come to that conclusion just cause that was because they realized mm-hmm. we have all so many different ideas on how to how we want to play the game. We'll simply just play through bot lane. Their auto default was like, we'll just play through bot lane. Hansama's not had a good split. Let's be honest here. He's yeah. only looked good against Danny. Yeah, and also play, please remember uh Blippo keeps saying that he would improve on his weaknesses and him keep trying to pick out like his pocket picks, but he hasn't. He, he's still doing it. He's lying in these interviews, he's still doing it. Like, he, he's a little bit been the exact... I mean, like, yeah, he's just been the exact same player, Ansley, you know? That's yeah. just been what he has, actually. And, like, my thing I, with I mean, Team Liquid... Y- y- you left the voice chat and memed me for saying that Team Liquid wouldn't make worlds. I'm sorry, it's looking like it. It seems like EG 100 Thieves and Cloud9 will. Like, <sighs> I mean... I'm sorry, <sighs> I think it's good for... I'm sorry, I think it's good for Team Liquid if they don't make worlds this year because this team needs... Besides maybe... Yeah, honestly, even Core JJ because he's still a top tier support in the league. But I, he's just I think he just hasn't been impactful on Team Liquid anymore. He, I think he needs a new fit as well. I, th- I think he, I, I think I it'd said be this last year too. Just blows up. I think. Well, this is faster. my my thing. I think even last year, like he's he's shown weaknesses, like minor weaknesses, mm-hmm. ever since he came in hot in 2019. People just haven't really been saying anything about it like this year specifically this is his this has been his worst year with team liquid i think after this year he finally leaves team liquid i think this is the year it's over but then again we don't know yeah. that yet until we have the off season but I, right I mean, now, I, i'm glad he got his green card so he didn't have to go to like the military and shit and retire yeah but for me right now guys with team liquid really inconsistent gameplay like i forgot the other team i lost yeah but to be fair i'll say this though they had a really good game against tsm this week they did and they had a really close game against Cloud9. 
it's one of these things where you can see the ceiling with this team. You can. You can see the ceiling with this team, and you can also see when it comes together, it it plays out really well. But they're drafting, they, the way they want to play the game, how they actually uh, play around objectives. It's all been essentially kind of bad, actually, you know? You know? Uh, I mean, Ryan, um, I do I do think uh, as they still look a bit uh, shaky, but I, I do think as long as they're on the same page, Jensen and Dumb Cloud 9 will make it the Worlds. I do believe I that. I always I, hope. Yeah, I don't think they'll win the split. I they could make finals, but I don't the think split, they'll I'm falling out of my chair. <laughs> God. I, I think they could make finals, but I don't think they'll win the split. But I, I think they'll make it to worlds. I do think so. But uh let's yeah. go to CLG. Again, though, no, Team Liquid needs to blow up out. It, it's best for them though, as I said. CLG. Uh, um, I remember Luger. Yeah, I I remember this game. Uh no, Luger completely ran over. Uh, Dignitas on Draven. Mm-hmm. I mean, CLG beating Dig is literally not anything special. Beating Dig or beating Team BDS is not anything special. I'm telling you that right now. Beating teams <laughs> really shit like them is not anything impressive. <clears throat> you, I expect you to do that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I will say though, I mean, CLG does have a weaker schedule to end a year off. Like, they, you have to remember, not only are they like eight and five right now, they succeeded expectations. Uh, I, I was right. Fuck you. But uh, uh, CLG had a close game against Golden Guardians. <laughs> but yeah, but look, also they faced, they did this against all the strong teams, honestly, because they're scheduled to end this. Besides their, the the next game coming up against Cloud Nine, they have honest, honestly a weaker schedule. They're facing Fly, TSM, and fucking and Immortals out of like three out of four of those games to end this season. Unlike. All the other teams that faced honestly like three or out of five of those strong teams to end the season, so they can honestly they can get third. Honestly, I would say. So for me, they had a really interesting close game against Golden Guardians. It was kind of back and forth, and they had a smash against Stigmatos. So I don't know how I really still feel about them. I think Palafox has scaled up with the split. I think contracts. Looks better now that, that they have Dokla. Dokla is still pretty hit or miss. He's a middle of the pack top laner for them. I, I'm sorry, uh, I, I think he's been good though. And again, uh, I really never understood the extreme hate he got on Optic and how it took him this long to get another chance. I, I still, I think still think he's community... not been super impressive though. I think he's been all no, but right. he, but he's been what they needed, and I think he's been good. But and contracts, I think it's been great. I think and... contracts is less deaths come from having a, an experienced top laner, and they put Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah, back in the academy. <laughs> yeah, Luke. L- L- yeah, Jenkins. Luke and Plume. Uh, Honestly, again, Jenkins uh, was even worse than Fake God. He made he makes MSK look good. That's I, I was I was gonna bring up earlier, like last week. I think Luger's gonna be in my All Pro for ADCs. I think he's played great this split. Honestly, he's yeah, well, he, people are underrated because again, in the first split, he was and, and before he got the starting spot um, in academy and stuff in that one game in Hundred Thieves, he was the carry. And yeah, he can carry games. He's a great ADC, but. This split now he's been taking more of like a backseat role, like Kabe kind of. So, but I don't and, think so. And, and he's been getting well. It compared to other players, yes, he's been kind of like letting other players at like even Calibox when they gave him player, even when they gave him champions like Senna, they still utilized him as the. Yes, carry what I'm saying, team. they they've been giving other players more resources and like carrying with. Let, tr- he's been letting other players try to carry games more. I think he's been kind of. Uh, more like Kabe this year, yeah. And, uh, and getting ganked a lot, and again, all these teams keep get ganking him in lane. So because of that, 
a lot of team, a lot of people are like underlooking him and saying he's been like playing versus split, which I highly disagree with. I think he's been mm-hmm. excellent still, but like if, if you want to point out to like even people like uh Poom, people were like, yeah, is Poom really doing anything? No, a lot of what a lot of how they play the game, if you watch how they play, it goes through like what Poom does when roaming on the map with contracts. I think this team, this mm-hmm. is reminding me of if there's a team in the LAC, this reminds me of. It reminds me kind of um, what's a team like I, I could really point Origin to? maybe when they were good. No, no, definitely not. Um, really, you, Origin was like the Destiny roster in the first. No, no, split. no. I was talking about an or like they, it's kind of like another. I think we have two XLs in this region. Jesus like, Christ! You, you have a combination of players who are like not the best, but they have an idea of how they want to play the game, and it's it's all similar, so it comes out mm-hmm. better. Again, I still think Palafox is overhyped by the community, though. Again, besides... He's had, his... a, he's had a few good last p- past no, few uh, weeks. Again, uh, he's like Jazuke for me when Jazuke came in. He's good with he's good with certain things that other ma- majority of other mids in LCS are not, which he takes advantage of. Other than that, though, he's just decent for oh, me. Oh, I was going to bring up, Ryan, that... like. Uh... I think it's mainly the um, team around him, and it's mainly just Azir that he's really good with. Now, I'm I'm not discrediting. He's still, again, he's still solid. But but yeah, to me personally, I I think I still think FlyQuest is better than them. But right now, FlyQuest had Uh, I I think CLG is better. I I I don't think so, dude. I still think Takuli's better. I think think their bot lane just like gaps them. I think top lane there. I think the bot lanes are about even, honestly. But I think uh, they edge out because of the mid lane position. Jungle, I think it. I think those perform mid, better mid than lane. They're obviously better, but again, top jungle, I do think are even. I, I, but I think I think, I, I think Phillips out edged. Phillips definitely been playing better than Dokla. I think Dokla's been playing as well as people have been saying. He's been playing uh, all right. His Fiora, his Fiora games look wonky as hell. His gameplay games are like all right. You know, like I, I, I really don't know what what people really see, and he's been. Middle of the pack, well, below I, middle honestly, of the pack. Top I, I think Dokla has looked worse than Philip just because I think like he, he's the type of player who always like sacrifices his life so then they get leads everywhere else around the map. I, like like Dokla overextends too much, then gets ganked. Consistently I, I don't think he behind. overextends that often. I think Both it's made. I think it's had mostly come through him. It, no, but. I, I no, but he he does it does look like he overextends, but I think it's more of just like it, it he realizes that how does you know it's just the other teams focus him and the and you know he then he like it's like in uh voice comms or whatever he like tells he then purposely like overextends more and then baits them in so his team gets leads around the He's map. Doing I don't a really think bad it, job of it. <laughs> no, <laughs> right no because then his team gets leads around the map. We're old every single time Except they do thing, it. Though, I think it's more of a strategy. Not, they're not playing anything special though. They're playing like a pretty middle of the pack team themselves. It's just because right that and that's what I was gonna bring up earlier. Their players aren't like actually anything super special outside of like Luger. The problem here is the teams with better players like these guys will have they're just kind of playing worse though i think clg is kind of mm-hmm. the beneficiary team of these teams with better players playing worse honestly i mean i'm I, I, i'm not saying they're i don't think they're like a top i do think they're like fifth they probably think end they're up getting fifth four. yeah i don't think they're top four but who do they face in this week they face they face cloud nine and then they face yeah, but again besides FlyQuest. yeah but again besides we'll figure the, out if clg is better than FlyQuest. actually we'll figure I, it out. I do think they are i do I, I think don't Black think Quest so. Is six. 
I think they have an actual worst team. Oh, also, Ryan, Ryan, I have not. I, I don't remember much about ninjas in pajamas to say. Oh yeah, I remember. To, to say if they're similar, uh, but also didn't their org like combine with Victory Five? No, I I uh I remember ninjas in pajamas when they came in with the in the EULCS when they had Nagme. Yeah, that yeah I remember horrible. their CS:GO team that was just dominating the whole world. Then they had and, that scandal where the fucking players. Yeah, that paid. fucked them Oof. over again. Aren't aren't they like combined with Victory Five now in LPL? I thought they were gonna buy an uh, LPL slot. It's the last thing I heard from them actually. No, no, they did. I think, but it's Victory Five who still owns most ownership. That's why they're still called Victory Five, right? I think so. Because that, well, that's now, the team they bought. Right? Then let's wasn't it? go to Cloud Nine. So. Cloud9 had a really unimpressive 2-0 week in week 6. Well, besides Berserker. So, sorry, this. He looked they looked oh, this 2-0 week that was that's horrible. This 2-0 week was close. So they had a really unimpressive 2-0 week. Then they also had a really unimpre- a really impressive 2-0 and an unimpressive 2-0. They're them and 100 Thieves are now 4-0 in the back end of the split. Am I like Cloud9's early games are really, really bad? Actually, the, like the problem here is I, I want to, I'm still going to root for them. I'm always going to do that, but I'm not confident in their early games. If they get behind, it's really bad for them. Their early games are atrocious. Yeah, well, I, this is like, how, I think honestly, the biggest issue is Blabber. I, I don't think he's been doing much for his lane no, at all. No, I think it's Blabber, honestly, dude. I really think it's Jensen, actually. Jensen hasn't really? been really that good this split, honestly. I, 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 I mean, I don't, think I don't think he's been great or anything, but in he's had no uh, standout games at all. The, the teams keep honest, the teams keep ganking Jensen, so I can't blame him too much. But it's like, I it, out of later on in the I games, mean, he does a good job. Even games where he's not like like perma ganked, he like he hasn't looked great, honestly. Him, I mean, neither him or Bjerson have looked great this split. It's been that's really crazy. I think he's looked good enough. I still think he's like four for fifth mid laner in the league. Sven can only play like three supports: uh, Nautilus, Yumi, and Tom Kench. Like, um, remove that. I think he's better. Uh, I think he's better now. The only champion he's really like substantially looked good on outside of Yumi and Tom Kench has just been Nautilus, and it's Nautilus is super easy to play. Let's try to rank the mid laners. This Uh, okay, I wouldn't say he's been better than Abadage, Jojo, Peon, Takuli, and Maple, but I I would say he's like fifth, right? I do think he's been better than Bjergsen, Palafox, uh, Blaze Olive. I do. I think he's probably tied with Palafox. Because there's no game that I can look at him from this split and go. Because I watched every split this guy's played in, and, and he's always been exceptional. This split, and it's probably because he he had that effect that Bjergsen had last split, where he just come out of retirement, kind of. Like I hope he turns it on in the playoffs, but I've not seen the Jensen that I come to know of. Because he's, he's there's been one game he's looked substantially good on was that Oriana mm-hmm. game. No, it was that LeBlanc game he had against TSM, but even that was still kind of wonky. Like even Bla- what? How, like listen to you, Blabber and Jensen haven't had that good synergy that they were that they were talking about before the split started as well. It's like, am yeah. I confident Cloud Nine can finish third? Maybe. I, I mean, I, I I mean, I am. I mean, I really think some week? of it is Blabber though, because the the early tick game seems to go always the same way against Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. It's Jensen getting like perma ganked, and then it's yeah, fudge, because remember, and then it, it's fudge dominate in his lane but then he he's an idiot and Match like loses weaker. his but then it's like he loses his fucking brain and dies randomly even though he's winning his lane and then in bot lane it's 
it's 50 50 like either spend will like in 50 percent of the time early mm-hmm. on in, in early game or they won't and it'll be a good lane but Berserker usually doesn't get the resources and then that's usually how it goes and I just don't I ne- haven't been seeing Blabber I think Berserker's like, played good I, I can say that I think I, I haven't been seen best Blabber affecting his lanes really to fix that I haven't seen him seen doing much really I, I, and that that's my thing too I think Fudge and Berserker have been their best players I think Blabber's had a okay-ish split okay to like his standards I mean, I I mean do, you, do you think Blabber will stay after this year yes <laughs> that's what says he's gonna definitely stay uh, well i mean he is still one of the best junglers in na i don't know if that's more of an insult to na but no, I mean, it's there's, just that he's native that's it yeah but it's just like there's more it's just there's better import slots to spend like again i, I but I it's doubt... easier to have your, your jungler be native than be an import like again they're probably in. gonna keep as, as long as he plays like he did last week they'll probably stick keep berserker around unless he unless he wants to leave like summit or whatnot or, or like Bang did, unless he wants to, and I do think, I do think this is just like a reunion, one-time reunion split with Jensen to fix their issue for the time being. I don't, but kind of like they're going to med- keep Jensen. I think they I, will. I, I don't. I think it's just going to be a medial situation in like summer 2016. I think he's gone after this year. I think they're going to try to import another mid laner. Oof. Uh, just right now, guys, for Cloud Nine, I'm not. All inning on them, I, I I've not really liked a lot of their early. Honestly, games. you know who they could, you know who I think Cloud Nine might look at to get after the split humanoid. Hmm, won't be the worst thing. But I'll say this: like a lot of their early games have been bad. The the that the dives have not been very good. The objective control hasn't really been all that great. They just not really been all that great. The fact that they're third is just telling of how the league actually is. Honestly, if they finish third by the end of this week. That, like if they this thing, yeah. they face CLG, who they should beat, and they face hundred thieves, they beat hundred thieves before. This is you're definitely gonna have two match of the weeks right here. Yeah. These hundred right thieves here are is very definitely important. better, but I do think their play style works best against hundred thieves compared to other. Yeah, like, it's weird how they beat hundred thieves last time, but their play style specifically count as hundred thieves. Yeah, well, which we'll talk about right right now. Actually, hundred thieves, hundred thieves. They had a this this team's been on fire recently. I'm not gonna lie, they hey, hey, actually looked really good. They, they they shouldn't be and they shouldn't be like get first in regular season. But again, just like just like Fnatic, who which that prediction blew up in my face. But I I, I don't know. I just had a feeling that this would happen, even though they shouldn't. And when they looked like they were regressing, but I mean, again, Abadage, honestly, he's improved a lot. Him and uh, oh, and him and what's his name? Uh, Closer. Something? No, it was it was the other player who improved. I believe it was. Uh, Got to give me was, some type of name. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying. Yeah, sorry. It was like it was him and yeah, him and contracts. I would say those ha- have been the biggest improvements for players mm-hmm. from like spring to summer. Like I, I thought Abadagi was for sure gone. Like he only played had like his very first split. Like for the first half, he was like the best mid laner in the world. In uh, sorry, in the LCS, and then after that, he kind of like never been the same my ever thing since, here but... i don't think they would have ever got no i think people over exaggerate they were never going to get rid of him like that like he's been yeah, one of the real he, he's he's made successful. a cu- huge comeback now like he's been after the first two weeks of the split because he also the thing that I, I think closer brought it up too they're like scaling with the split they're kind of taking it week mm-hmm. to week and they're working on their own stuff like honestly if 100 thieves wins the summer split i'm not surprised honestly i wouldn't be surprised it's this is people factor this is a team of 
good players though. Like for MVP candidates, someday's definitely one for me. He's been such a really good player for them this whole year, especially the yeah. summer split. Oh my god, he's been so good for them. I mean, honestly, uh, I honestly think like FBI's been their weakest link so far. So, so for this week for hundred thieves, I remember they ended up facing. This game was weird against IMT. That was just weird. That was. Just I, I mean, I mean, game. would you agree with that though? FBI's their weakest link right now. One of the bot, one of the bot laners is maybe mm-hmm. who he because I, I I would always bank on FBI being the more at, at the start I would have. say who he but I'll, I think who he's improved a bit more. How did their game against Dig go? Let me I, I, I need to remember that one. Their game against uh, I remember the game against IMT being very closer than it actually shows on the scoreboard. But their game against Dig, I need to look at that one. I again. mean, remember when the cat uh, everybody was making a big deal out and people were like memeing them, but it, the reason. They've only beat like Dig honestly once, I believe, ever since like they came. Yeah, into yeah, the that's crazy. They only actually beat Dig once this year. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, ever since coming that. into the league, yeah, it's for some reason Dig have always had their number. Give me a second. Yeah. Oh, I remember this game. Yeah, I remember. Like, okay, yeah, they, they completely ran over them in this game. Oh, wait, that wait, was... Hoon was fucking fantastic, man. What are you talking about? Hoon and quality. But I'll say this for right, yeah, right now. I saw I will dominate fucking tweets. Like, uh, never mind. Hoon's good for LCS. This is the most entertaining shit ever. Oh, right here. I, 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 everyone who's watching right now. I'll, also, I want to say something about the Hunter Talk podcast people that were uh, commenting on uh, Jat's video. Because I know they commented on one of Jat's like um, 10 thoughts on the LCS before it comes up. That kind of video that, that Jat does. And they've talked about people being down on 100 Thieves' performance when they've turned it on last split. Okay, so to really understand this, guys, just because someone does something one time doesn't mean they're going to do it again, you know? Yes, it's shown consistently that potentially they can do it, but banking on a team doing that is hard. A lot of people came in thinking that Cloud9 would have dominated the split, Team Liquid being top of the standings. That didn't happen. Um, um, This is all I'll say about that is, like, just because – a team did it once doesn't mean they're going to do it again, you know? And it was also something where like the hundred of these games at the beginning part of this split and last split, you go like, okay, there's some, they, they've been playing not up to their standards, but they have scaled throughout the split. They have, they scaled throughout the split. Now that's, that's the best thing I can really say about them. I think this week going in, it's going to be really close for them, for them in cloud nine. If cloud nine beat them, cloud nine, if they, if they go two zero, they'll be what? 10 and five. Hundred these if they lose one they'll be four and eleven right so so eleven and four yeah so they'll be tied with like second or whatever how that'll actually yeah. work but uh, again at the start of the season though I, I I knew that a new org would win the title I just I, I if I if you had told me that I'd have caught you crazy uh, well I mean I did I still predicted something someone like Team Liquid to win because I just didn't know who it would be but I knew a new fucking org would win it I was not impressed with the old ones. Hmm. All right, guys. So the last team to talk about right now is Evil Geniuses. They had a really close game against IMT, but they managed to clutch it out. Danny on Jinx is just insane. The reason why I think EG is first place in the league is because they have a defined place on how they want to play the game. Inspired and someday are the two clear cut MVP candidates. I don't think it's even close between anyone else, honestly, right now. With like Danny inspired. And inspired. 
No, like no, uh, not not. I'm sorry, Danny's fine, but inspired, inspired someday are like the two frontrunners for MVP. Uh, okay, so I, I thought you said Danny and sorry, you meant inspired and inspired. Like uh, inspired and someday right now to me are mm-hmm. far and away the MVP, can- MVP candidates. I, I don't think it's even close. Yeah. Inspired is legitimately putting in a lot of work. Imagine if this guy wins MVP in the LCS and in LEC. This guy's turned it on. Like the first few weeks in spring, he was kind of wonky, but. After that, he's been great. He's been obsessionally well. Impact had a really bad couple of games this week. He had a really bad week, also because yeah. of the consistent dives they got too. Um, Danny and Vulcan still look okay in lane, but they still get they always get outlaned. But their team fighting mm-hmm. is just so good. Jojo Peon had a better week than he had last week, but he's as long as he's on Ari or Lissandra, I think it's fine. You know, but that's my thing with EG. They're, they're nothing super special. They just have an identity of how they want to play the game and they have a more solidified way to how they want to play the game better than most of the other teams in the LCS right now. So that's just my thing on EG uh, after that. Cause like their game against um, FlyQuest was also kind of close too, you know? So, or like, I think other teams in the league can beat EG more. It's really just all about how they want to tackle their strategy. Like I, I don't understand why they don't tackle the bot lane more like the bot lane is clearly something that they can tackle for a weakness you know but that's just me personally and that kind of wraps it up for the standings not a pretty much do uh predictions right now uh let me see what my my friend has to say let me sec i gotta check my phone i gotta check my phone guys checking my phone Sorry about that right now. Okay. Okay. He said he's he's ready. I gotta charge my phone really quickly before before my friend comes. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that. That was that's crazy. All right. So that's just my thing, uh, personally with a lot of these teams. Uh, I think Hunter Thieves can definitely win the summer split title. I would love if Cloud Nine win the summer split title. I'll die actually if that happens. But you know, I think personally. <sighs> It's one of these things where, like, a lot of these LCS teams, they don't really have an identity. They don't have a real core player they can play through right now. Maybe that's because of egos. Maybe that's because of, you know, how they feel about how they want to play the game specifically. Uh, Let me type this to this one person really quickly. Let me get this out to someone uh, super quickly, super quickly. Now I'll get back to talking to you guys. Who's Brent? Who is this? Okay. Uh, Give me a second. Uh, this guy also reached out to me. I have several. I will link them. There we go. Okay, let me type this to one to one of the dude. Hey man, I am off. Hey, I work at eight. Can I get a ride? There we go. Okay, so that's all taken care of right there. Um, let me get this. Ready really quickly. Okay, so 100 Thieves. I still think Closer and Someday have been the best part about 100 Thieves all year. Um, I'm still super unsure about Cloud9 so far. You know, I think Team Liquid can play a whole lot better, you know, than they're showing. But, you know, this has just been a pretty disappointing team, all things considered. Like, it's no short of a disappointment about how badly Team Liquid has been playing. Yeah, they could realistically finish 13 and 5, but what is that 13 and 5 anything really impressive actually? 
You know, EG's strength, strength, strength of schedule is TSM, who they should easily destroy, and they play Team Liquid this week. I, I, I think EG goes 2-0, and I think EG ends up finishing the split potentially uh, 15 and 2, actually, which would be insanely impressive because they play Golden Guardians, and they play Dig, then they also play Cloud9. So their final game is... Their final game against Cloud9 is like their hardest game in the Super Week. The Super Week is going to be really telling if they can finish 15-5. and five. Um, But right now, Cloud9 is just climbing in the standings, hoping to eventually, uh, you know, either go into a tiebreaker with the 100 Thieves, potentially based off how this week goes and the Super Week, actually. You know, I still think, like, teams like FlyQuest can play spoiler. It just depends on how they actually... How, how they actually want to draft in the game because right now with FlyQuest, it really feels like their drafts are really like hurting them. And that's what is the problem with a lot of these LCS teams is that their draft is what's really hurting them. You know, their draft is what's really destroying them. Even Team Liquid, what's hurting them is their draft. I think CLG, one of, one of the reasons why their team actually has been playing a bit better is because I think the coaching staff have identified our players really aren't the best but we'll give them champions that they can succeed on, even if it's like late game scaling or some shit, you know? Uh, Zeri is still insanely broken. I don't know why a lot of teams don't really ban Zeri like that, but hey, if you want to lose free games, go right ahead. Okay, so that's the last thing that I can potentially uh, bring up, you know, with the 100 Thieves, EG, and Cloud9. Can they make worlds with Team Liquid? We'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. I know everyone's been talking about, is the team going to make Worlds and all that stuff? I don't, right right now, it really doesn't matter specifically um, because we're not even at Worlds yet. We're barely going to be in the playoffs very soon after this week. I think people are a little bit of jumping the gun a little too much with that. Um, but Golden Guardians, they're still making roster shuffles. I don't know why people thought Golden Guardians were going to be even somewhat of a decent team this year, even coming into spring. Like, They've always been a team that is like massively disappointed based off like certain rosters that they've actually had, you know, even when there were years where they've had rosters of players that have some that, that are like good, good ish players on other teams in the past, they still didn't really do anything. They've always been an org like that. They'll take players with past success, you know, and then put them into a team but then the players from these other teams have such a different idea of how they really want to play the game comes out bad. Then you have a team like TSM where like they they get destroyed by Team Liquid who's been struggling so massively. You think TSM could eventually steal a win off Team Liquid, right? But TSM shuffling around the roster, bringing in Solo, you know, Huni having his wrist issues, Spika and Maple being their uh anchor of how they want to really play the game, but Spika also having a uncharacteristically really bad summer split right now he's been middle of the packer below middle of the packer somewhere in the middle right i think instinct has looked actually pretty solid chime i've not been too impressive with but he did have that bar game and i was like okay you know this is why you should kind of give players like chime uh or their one tricks if you have them who are climbing up the solo queue ladder with that one champion, this is the reason why you should probably give these players these champions. Sometimes you get stuff like that. You get those barred games, giving them to players like Chime who climbed up the solo queue ladder playing that champion. So yeah, that's my thing with the LCS right now. Uh, it's exciting to see all these teams like really close. The quality of LCS gameplay has been 
like you'll have like uh games decided off like one team fight like the hunter thieves game where it was decided off that team fight against um immortals where uh imt were actually uh playing up against them earlier and i'll show you guys right now who is messaging me right now okay sorry about that sorry about that so let me uh bring this up for you guys so this game right here this was the wonkiest game that i've seen so far um and i'll bring it up right now imt versus the hunter thieves right here there's a sonic ad hell yeah a sonic ad can we cannot wait for sonic 3 actually so yeah, this game being decided because Lost can't play anything, actually. It really doesn't matter if Revenge and Kenvi or Power of Evil or Ignar attempt to do anything with the team. Lost is so bad, it really doesn't matter. Also, Power of Evil uh, contributed also heavily to IMT's losses this week. I know most people are going to blame Kenvi, but Power of Evil also played uh, bad, getting cut out at inopportune times. Uh, they also took inopportune fights even though they were also ahead in this game as well like on the kill scoreboard right so that's my thing with imt uh right now personally um also teams have been picking up sivir more and i think that's good also for players that you know can provide their team utility as well as giving other players a chance to uh you know actually shine but after that team fight you know the game just ended and people were like what the fuck so right here uh, you go in, and let's see what actually happens. So, 100 Thieves with, you know, a closer that low should have in instantly been killed. But closer, really good Lee Sin player. Kenvi actually has been having a pretty good week, actually. Kenvi had a great week on Poppy and Viego. It's so sad. None of these, like, good plays from Kenvi or even Revenge resulted in wins. But, hey. It is what it is. That's how it works, though. You can play the best, but if you have an ADC that's basically so heavy you can't carry that guy, it really doesn't matter. Mm. All right, so let me go over the predictions because my friend is actually about to come in a little bit. We got to do a show, so I got to go over my predictions. Also, shout-outs to the LCK, Gen G. I hope Gen G uh, win this summer split. They've been a team I've been rooting for in the LCK for quite some time. be awesome if they finally want to title. I hope they choke again. Fuck you, go die. Um, all right. Saturday, I have 100 Thieves winning. EG. Team Lick. They had a close game against FlyQuest last time. Okay, I'll say 100 Thieves, EG, FlyQuest, Immortals, Cloud9. Sunday, I have TSM. Cloud9 beat 100 Thieves the last time, so I hope they can beat them this time around. I'm going to say uh, C9. Then for the match, and well, forgot guys, we have two match of the weeks right here C9 versus the 100 Thieves, EG versus Team Liquid. Whew, my god, as badly as TL's been playing, I think TL actually dropped both games this week. Actually, that's my spicy prediction. TL dropping both games, EG beats Team Liquid. Uh, I am, I think, I think IMT have their first 2 0 week in the LCS. Also, fun fact. TL, I, I don't think has had a 2-0. No, yeah, they had a 3-0 week one, but whatever. Almost messed up my stats there. Uh, after that, FlyQuest versus CLG. We were just going back and forth. I think FlyQuest are the better team than CLG. I think they'll edge it out and beat the shit out of them, you know? But I don't think uh, Mr. Cole can come back right now because... Um, 
Oh, uh, no, give me 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm just waiting for my friend, and I'm done. But, yeah, after Sean gets his predictions, then we're going to head out of here because I'm going to go set up the stream with my friend uh, right now, actually. Uh, let me do that right now. So I'll, I'll just talk to you guys for a bit uh, about, like, the plans for the channel and stuff like that. There's not huge plans for the channel, actually. I, I kind of like what we're doing right now. I, okay, I thought I'm about Sorry. okay. Uh, I thought uh, about essentially just doing kind of what Monty and Thorne do. You know how they have their little competitive edge series. I thought about doing that with just predictions, but we kind of already do that here. So yeah, I kind of like what we're doing already. Just a show for the LEC, show for the LCS, and, and like news. And everything that like can. people like I will dominate have been doing for the past five years with the league content. I always wanted to do since 2013. I was just too lazy to. Yeah, I mean, me and Warren are thinking of doing LPL videos and streams, but yeah. Uh, oh, no, invited. Oh, no, yeah, because you guys know I'll cream you guys in LPL view, uh, knowledge. Well, Jesus Christ. Oh, it, listen, Thunder Talk Gaming's going to make playoffs. Uh, what do you th feel about that? It's better than, wa than watching Upplay. If I watch I mean, more Upplay, I'm going to die. I'd rather watch Summit than watch Zoom <laughs> Play. If, if, if <laughs> someone's watching LPL, do not watch Up. That team is dookie garbage. That team is. Boo boo trash. That team is actually horrible. That team fucking I honestly, sucks, man. I feel really bad for Hacker actually, but I don't feel bad for them. They all suck. No, Hacker has actually been like the bright spot on these do on dog shit teams like Ultra Prime for a while. It's like he will not. It's like they they won't give him a chance on good teams for some reason. But uh, <clears throat> kind of like PP God for a while. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh. Yeah, I'll explain what fucking happened. This bitch fucking roommate called my name, and I I, I muted myself like, well, she was what like, is damn, it? I need a." It, no, need she she needed me to watch her fucking food so it doesn't burn, and I'm like, why can't you do it yourself? Oh, I need to put my makeup on. I'm like, are 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 you are you are you were you dropped sexist. on your head? Are you dropped on your fucking head? Sounds being sex. <clears throat> oh yeah, like the nail polish thing. If I will dominate, whoops. <clears throat> Okay, so predictions. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. I'll go 100 Thieves, EG. Uh, fly. Mm, immortals. Hopefully. If they don't win that, then they're basically out now, which would be a shame, but they keep choking games they should win. And then uh, I'll go... I'm going to go with an upset CLG. And then I'll go TSM, uh, Cloud9. I'll go with a bit of an upset Team Liquid. Uh, Immortals and hopefully CLG. I'll, I'll go there. Also, I fuck. I, I mean, most people will probably predict Team Liquid to win over Fly, and then EG to win over Team Liquid. But I'm going to do the opposite. I, I do think the play styles are good against those teams instead. But I, I mean, Dude, I'll tell you this: Fly right is now, weaker, though. I actually think TL go. I think TL dropped zero two this week. Actually, I mean, definitely could. I just I, I, for some reason I feel like so an hard for me to have faith happen. in them right now. So hard for me to have faith in this team right now. They I hope been. they go 0 2 because that's actually what they deserve. They deserve to finish four for fifth, and they deserve to miss worlds with how they're actually playing. You know, just like how Immortals should go 2 0 with how they've been playing, but I could 100% you know, see Dig or something up upsetting yeah. them. Maybe, 
they like like you know team the team bds had that thing too where like people were like oh my god they did this and this it's like dude bad teams will have good weeks it'll happen it happens in just in traditional sports a lot yeah, well, well, this, in the second half of the season with bds now they've been playing like dog shit the first half though no that was the case though like they were just better than like sk and ma- many other teams like they're they still like nine for eight at best but you know but but no, now they've actually just been playing like dog shit for the second half. They they deserve last. This guy said the problem with that inspired also has had the most consistent players on his team who are arguably contesting the best in their role, if not top three. Hundred Thieves has a sinking Abadage who seems to now play like a subhuman and their bot actually being useful for once. I heavily disagree with that. I think Abadage has actually been very good. Yeah, what do you mean? Abadage has been good recently. He improved a fuck ton. Like, he's actually well, not been a piece of shit. Like, like, what, what are they talking about? <laughs> if you said the beginning of spring and the beginning of summer, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But no, not right now. He's, what he's are trying, they talking about? Like, FBI yeah. dropped off hard. Like, he's he's been good, but he hasn't been what he was. He's been, ugh. He's been this. Yeah, no, I would say Berz- good, I would say Danny Berserker's been better. Uh, who is there anyone else? Yeah, I would say I would, say, I would say I would say Luger's been better. Yeah, like I would say those three have been much better than him right now. Honestly, I would say he's better than Han Sama, but no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Han Sama's not gonna be in my top three. Not even. I mean, I, I, what, what did I tell three? you? I I told you he. I told you this. That he's just I, I think too wide and dimensional. I think he's just. I literally think it's just. Um, Oh my god! This video was supposed to get released two hours ago. I just put it out right now. Oh my god! Well, but no, it's just it's, it's just his play styles too one dimensional for NA. I think no, I think he's just having a bad split. But I do agree with you. He's also one dimensional because he can only really play two champions exceptionally well. As you know, well, no, it's just like let's it, let's be honest here. He can only really ever play Draven and Lucian good. He's never well, no, exceptional. It's just he needs else. the resources all the time. If he's not efficiently played through, he doesn't do anything. You know. And they decided to play through that guy, this split. Hold on, give me a second. I'm trying to get to my text messages. My phone wasn't charging. Give me a sec. Come, uh, guys, I'm, I'm just going through my text messages really quickly. I'm, I'm trying to see if my friend texted me really quickly. My phone wasn't charging. I got to do better at charging my phone, actually. Oh. Holy crap. Give me a sec. Also, Chaz, I was trying to – like, I hope Chaz is able to get into league where we can show him the ropes, actually. Ah. Uh. Um, well, I mean, that would be fun, but I don't know if he has the time for it. Yeah, it's like Warren. But... It's like, yeah, Warren doesn't – you guys don't want me around your LPL. Wow. Yeah. You guys know I'll fucking destroy you as a knowledge. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. But uh, you know, I've been watching the LPL since 2015. I, I know a lot that happened, actually. Uh, well, I've been watching all the leagues since, like, 2013, even the minor ones. So I remember when uh, Shaogu Reapers were a team. <laughs> I remember when Ole remember when they booted – Remember when when they booted Doinby because they thought he was like controlling the whole org? I was like, oh my god, that was god. hilarious. That's <clears throat> I, I so mean, that's stupid. what TS that's what D- TSM thought with Bjergsen. So I mean, <clears throat> remember when Ole though after his after he was on that shit Korean team in spring, he went to a Brazilian team in summer, and they and then he went to an LMS team for two years. I remember when uh, they won that spring. They won the summer split. In 2018 against Cloud9, 3-0. And then Ole said double if flaming him made him go to smoking or drinking. It's like holy, holy fuck. fuck. Jesus Christ. And I mean, people champion double if that's crazy. Yep. I mean, speaking of that fucking team liquid roster in 2018. I mean, if you ever had the time, there's this 
there's this Netflix thing called Seven Days or, or Seven Days Out, and there's this esports episode about the spring 2018 League of Legends thing. Uh, right, talk for a second. And, and all, all the stuff first. that happened with like Double Lift during that time, I highly recommend it. It was amazing. Yeah, and I'm not even a fan of Double Lift at all, personally, or Team Liquid, but that was just amazing. But yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, fuck. He died. <clears throat> yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. What was I gonna... Oh, I said just, just talk. I was going. I just went to the bathroom really quick. Oh, mm, sorry about that, guys. Sean is an illiterate, actually. But yeah, guys, we should have this show out sooner. Um, mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Oh, next ne next week we'll probably try to have it out. Like, I I, I would say six o'clock is easier than doing it at eight thirty. Yeah, we'll we'll try to have have it at like six thirty because I think we have the no at six at six because. We have the LEC one at four, so yeah, we'll have the um, so we'll have the L LCS show at six. Damn, this girl is so cute. Oh my god! Shut up, you have no chance. I ha I have a chance. She said she would ride me very, very good. Okay, well, um, so listen, Hana, this I'm, I'm gonna make a prediction here. If uh, if Hoon wins his uh lane in one of the games, split. Now, if Hoon wins one of his lanes in one of the games this week, um, I'll like uh, run outside with uh, without any clothes. There, there's the bet for this week. That scares me. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna record or anything, but you, you'll just have to trust me. You know, trust me. That's the sources now. Hey, 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 yep, just trust me, bro. Just like, uh, uh, <clears throat> like holy fuck. Again, it is so hard to be civil. With people who just dick ride Zack Snyder and think anything means the Snyderverse is coming back. Like, they heard so what David difficult. Zaslav. Did you hear that recording that David Zaslav put out for people? Yes, but it, but it's like literally they think that they think that just because Ray Fisher's cyborg character was on the poster for um, was one of the people on the poster recently for advertisement for uh, Zack yeah. Snyder's Justice League, that, that it's proof that Ray Fisher might be coming back to work with DC because he wasn't on the, their advertisement previously. That, that That's how brain-dead people that's are pe right now. People who are just here, just hearing our later conversation about the uh, about other shit, basically, people are going to factor this in. Of course, Warner Brothers in their promotional material will use the most recent live-action versions of their characters to promote mm -hmm. their products. It's not rock. All that shit people talk about. It's not rocket science. People are like, why are they using the uh, Zack Snyder's? Not even Zack Snyder's characters. This is for one of those characters. Too. Why are they using his version of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman? Because that's the newest updated live action version of these heroes. Yes, and they're gonna and they want to re erase it in the Flash film anyway. I truly so it doesn't think matter when the Flash film comes out. That's going to be it for the DCEU. They'll have a new DC universe. Like, the way he mentioned they're going to have a 10-year plan. A 10-year plan does not... I don't think this this franchise is in that 10-year plan, actually. Honestly, I would love that they just fucking threw out... Just, re, just restart. Just have, 
Just have Aquaman 2, Blue Beetle, Shazam 2, Flash, Black Adam, have them all come out when they think they're up to the quality he wants. Have them all come out, finish this universe up, then do another one. Yeah. A lot of people, I, I, this I, point, a, a like, lot of people keep saying, though, like the Batman is going to, mm-hmm. is still going to stay separate. I mean, here's the thing. Okay. It, like, it wouldn't make any sense in the Batman's universe for other characters to show up in it. Yes. And it is like separate, but. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a multiverse type thing. They can just like, they can just have, like, no, they can have no character. Again, they can keep the Batman and its film separate and have nobody show up in it, cameo in those ones, but they can just have, they could just have Robert Pattinson's character just show up in the, uh, uh, like, you know how in like Godzilla versus Khan, they updated Godzilla and King Khan differently from like their first films. So it would make more sense. They can just do that with Roderick Pattinson's character in the Batman. They can keep that separate, but they can just have him show up in the other one still in the group film. Still, is their Batman just a more updated version of it where it makes more sense? Like it's not hard and it doesn't, and it makes sense of how the comics are. Oh my God, that's so fucking crazy. <clears throat> But uh, again, the only property involving like any big flagship uh, DC characters that I would even think about letting Zack Snyder try to touch ever again is if they ever do like a bat, the Dark Knight Returns live action film. Do you know because what's crazy? That, that's that's the only way that anything with like Ben Affleck mm-hmm. would make sense. You know what's super interesting is like people at, at this point now. A lot of people have been saying, you know what? It sucks to lose people like Zachary Levy and Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa. But, you know, they had their runs. They got both. All three of them had had two live action DC movies to Mm -hmm. themselves individually. It's time to just move on. It's time to just be like, okay, this was, this was, it's hard to really call what the DCEU was. This was, I don't know what the words I can use, honestly. I'll have better words for it later on. I can't wait like 20 years in the future for people to look back on like Zack Snyder's films and be like, really? People were defending this shit? Or it's one of these things where like people got a fact factor and to make DC better by what he said, gonna have to just do away with it. In fact, factor in. When it ends with the Flash, let's say it ends with the Flash. That's fine. Because to be fair, Peter Factor, has this universe really been what it really could have been? It, it it's you, you you look at it and you go, yeah, they they could have been a whole lot better. You know, this could have been yeah, a whole yeah. Lot you know what? Uh, you know, Fanatic and Team Liquid are basically what the DCEU is right now. Oh no! Oh no! Holy shit! <laughs> they're literally the DCEU of League. Like, um, people have also brought up just reboot at this point. I'm I'm all cool. Yeah, same here, bro. same here, man. I'm all for just a, a full reboot at this point. Just start over, man. If they've identified that the Trinity are their one of their biggest assets in their DC franchise, Superman movie first, you'll get another Batman film, but it's going to be in a connected universe, not the Robert Pattinson one. Uh, and another Wonder Woman film. So you get another Wonder Woman, actually. Yeah. Another one, not Gal Gadot. But, but again, that's why, again, I understand why they canceled Batgirl. And I, and I said all this, like, I would like... I remember, yeah, rather, yeah. They, I would rather if they do that. And also, like, people are acting like this is some breaking news or something that was just reported on. No, I said for four months now, and, and they that they reported on four months ago that they did test screenings for Batgirl and everybody hated it. Oh, fuck, dude. I just saw yes. this right now. I'll t- I'm gonna type in the private chat. Okay, but yeah, 
So, so yeah, so I knew it would be bad and it's a good plan to cancel it. And so they don't spend any money on production costs. Don't, uh, so that's not why I'm sad that it was canceled. I'm just sad because I would like still like to see what they worked on for years come out at the very least, even if it's a bad film. And because and because they mm-hmm. the actors themselves, Leslie Grace and Brendan Fraser, were the ones that got positive reception. So if they if it actually still came out, even if the film's bad, if they were had were actually good as the positive reception said, then that means they could continue with their characters. So this is the problem, dude. Is I agree with what you're saying, and I agree with you. I would have loved to see them. But remember, if you don't put the movie out, you get this reaction, where people said it was bad by test screenings. And um, even David Zazza said he saw it himself. He didn't think it was that good. But if you put it out, and it's also bad, people are are, going to say, well, why did you even put this out? You should have canceled it. You can't win, dude. There's no way you can win, though. The only way they win is that they put it out for the filmmakers involved. Which in turn, that is actually a win. You know? That's it. Because they, they can't win with the fans, dude. If you put out Bad Girl, and let's say it was as bad as the test screening said, and it's as bad as like Birds of Prey, people would, would, would have just said, well, why didn't you just simply cancel it? You know? But if it is good, you play with this thing like, if it is good, it works out great. But if it's bad, it's like, well, you should have just not put it out to begin with. And, and if he really didn't think it was up to the quality and standard that they're trying to work on now... It's not worth it, though. If he truly thinks it's not really worth it and it's going to do more damage than harm coming out, it's one of these weird things. It, it, it's a it's a double-edged sword. I'm not for or against. I'm just super in the middle with it right now. Like, I, I understand why he did it, but it just comes off really bad when you have all those people involved that put their hard work and soul into that shit. Even the Scoob movie, the one you – know, I know you didn't like the previous one, but, you know, those guys got screwed over, too. Remember? Mm-hmm. They got screwed over too. No one. It's so sad that no one even cared about what happened to them. They only care about what happened to Batgirl. Yeah, again, Snyder fans literally—they don't know anything about anything. It just, just that goes on. Here, let me link they, you because you know how I, you know how I realized because they still to these they keep calling Justice League 2000 like whenever it came out the Josh this Josh this League or whatever. Yeah, you do name. realize Josh Whedon had a. You realize his vision got destroyed as well, right? He wanted to make like a three or three and a half hour film. It would have been completely different. Warner Brothers took it and destroyed it as well. It's the Warner Brothers cut, not the Josh this weaning fucking Dude, cut. You know what's crazy? Is the same thing happened with um David Ayer's movie. David Ayer's movie got hijacked. And yeah. people said they like... If you say you like the Suicide Squad 2016, then you're okay with them taking movies and chopping them up. You're okay with that movie. But why yeah. is that? The pr- no, that that's the funny thing I love though. Zach Snyder fans will stand for that garbage Suicide Squad film and try to say yeah, it's better than horrible. James Gunn. But then on, on the other hand, also say they want David Ayer's cut. So wait, do you like it or do you not pick and choose? Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm confused. So you're okay with studios doing that if you like the 2016 Suicide Squad film? That, that blows my brains. I will never understand. So you're okay with them chopping up that movie? And you don't like what James Gunn did. Yeah, but so anyway, that's like what they that, did. that they don't know what they're talking about. But for yeah, calling yeah. that Josh Whedon's cut because that wasn't. It was his his vision was ruined as well. All right. It, it was the Warner Brothers cut. Listen, right. Though, they're just they're just scapegoating him because of his allegations. Thing, dude, maybe Josh Whedon was a bad guy. Maybe he was kind of a dick. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 
No, no, he is he on like other sets. I don't know if he was on that set. There's no proof, but and he also he got screwed too. He literally just got hired for a job. He yes, gets his hired please. for a job. No, this is what's hilarious too. You guys do realize like 99% of films in Hollywood get screwed over their vision in some form, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's very rare. And then also when it comes to producers and, and directors, like again, with the, it's just with, with how the landscape is nowadays and also with the MCU and DCEU people, they'll always think of it as a negative thing of like producers like controlling certain things with a film. But no, actually, and you know, again, in the landscape nowadays and stuff like that, it, it obviously can be bad. And most of the times it's bad, like The Godfather and stuff. The producers tried ruining that fucking The Godfather so much. But a lot of times, actually, and in the past, like, no, it's a lot of times directors need to be told they need like a certain restrictions. Like the directors don't only... The directors don't know what they're doing 100% of the time. Like, they can go overboard. Like, it's good to have producers who know what they're doing to tell them no with certain things and restrain them. Like, that's what people don't get in the industry. That's how you know you know nothing about the industry. That and the and the campaign for fucking Zack Snyder's Justice League, even though fucking 99% of stuff in Hollywood gets mistreated like that. Now, I get it because of what they did and firing him after his her daughter's death that was horrible but still mm-hmm. like fuck like you have people who simply their lo- logic is just just backwards so you're okay with Warner Brothers hijacking David Ayer's film because you say you like the twist and, and Josh Whedon's film. film then they're okay with Josh Whedon basically getting blindsided by Warner Brothers by mm-hmm. just being Josh Whedon was put in a, in a shitty situation win or lose even if his movie yes. is good He's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just such a confusing situation with people. Like, I don't get the mindsets. They're all hypocritically bad faith arguments. I, I hate them. So you're okay with what happened to David Ayer because you like the chopped up Suicide Squad, but you hate what happened to Zack Snyder and how they butchered his film. That makes zero sense, actually. That actually makes no fucking sense at all. That literally is the dumbest, bad faith, hypocritical fucking yeah. logic I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like, again, I don't know if you... I mean, how many... Do... What what movie reviewers besides John Campia do you watch usually? I used to watch Chris Tucker, but he doesn't really produce it anymore. Uh, He's been working on his film. Uh, I still watch Nostalgia Critic, but I haven't watched his recent stuff recently. I've been behind on his stuff. Um, okay, again, I mean, again, I, I I do recommend checking out like uh, oh Blind Dan Merle. I, I don't know if you've heard of him. I still watch Dan. I think Dan Merle is like my favorite one, honestly. Mm-hmm. He does I mean, like the best, you, you know the best who YMS like. is, right? No, no, no. Who who am I? Is? Well, you, well, YMS. Your movie y- sucks. Y M S. Well, you know that guy. Mm-mm. I'm saying I highly recommend him, but uh, but I like a person that's uh all I like. I like a guy, a guy that's balanced, actually, not a guy that's all for shitting on something, not all for pray over. Well, no, 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 like no, no, nice no. He is balanced. It's just it, it, again, you're just it, people who think he's just shits on everything is unbalanced. Like he shits on a lot of like general audience stuff because he thinks a lot of it is bad. But no, he's balanced. He makes a lot of positive reviews and everything. But it, you know, he's fa- he is fair. And but now he also makes like giant like reviews that like shit on nostalgia critics and people's like that. I recommend those. But no, I recommend checking him out. But no, it's just he made a video on Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League a review on it, and it on uh, I linked it to you in private chat. It honestly sums up my opinion on the whole thing. Give me a sec. Let me link this guy one of my podcasts so he can come on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Uh, it's like... Give me a sec. So I don't know if you got my DM one time, but I'm just saying that one guy I talked about before who I... Again, he's kind of like a Chris Stuckman, Jeremy John. He's a bit of a normie, but he's he, he he's the... He, but he's like uh, the good version of like them, like uh, Austin Burke. I'm saying if you ever were looking to try to do more collabs, I don't know if he goes on other channels for collabs or if he just invites other people on for the odd streams. But he has done collabs with people who have less like subs than you before. So I would maybe like try hitting him, hitting him up, you know, with movie stuff. Uh, he likes to do specific things though, but. But if you had any interest with like trying to do uh -huh. more collabs with people, then I would try Wait. to. Uh, Austin Burke. Austin Burke. You know, you got some of these weird people you subscribe to. What, what do you mean weird? Have Austin you actually Burke. seen his content? Content. It actually sounds he, like Austin Butler. He's saying he's done collabs. Oh, with I've seen this guy before. I've seen this guy before. He's, he's the done Ron collabs with people, right? Yeah, he's dumb. He's dumb. Wait, a witch creator. I know he's a Rotten Tomato critic, actually. Yes, but yeah, yes, he's, he's he's one of the few actually good like Letterbox Rotten Tomatoes Letterboxd Chris Duck, Chris Duckman Jeremy Johns type reviewers. He's he's always and he's super fair of everything. He he's a bit of a of a simp for like for films like Disney, like those shitty live action ones. Other than that, though, yeah, he's super nice guy, super fair. I'm the same because he's done. Again, I don't. I, I think it's only he does collabs with people who come on to his channel for streams and stuff. But he has done many collabs with people with like less subs than you. So if you want to try to like collab with more people, I'll try like hit him, hitting him up, you know, and just like asking like what, you know, just are you down for like a collab ever, man? And just like you know, just ask him like what what he wanted to be and stuff. Yeah, I have but someone again, coming on. Uh, who? DM I have you? three. I have three Batman podcasts scheduled. Ooh. There's another guy that I, I'll have coming on soon. He, he's got a really nice way that I have been trying to go about having movie conversation mm -hmm. too that I really enjoy. So I've seen him and I'm like, okay, this this could be someone that I hope could be a more consistent person. Yeah, you know, with, when it comes to movie content that I try to come across, uh, besides the odd films that I just want to absolutely shit on and roast like The Last Jedi, I, I'm trying to lean towards more like... Uh, Roger Eb Ebert, where even if I don't like a film, I, I'm I still like instead of just like listing off all the flaws with it. I, I mean, I still do that, but I, I I'm more like right like you know even bad films like if you're you know if you're into blank, then you know this film might interest you. Go check it out. Like just try to be reasonable. You know, tell people like like if you're into certain things, you know, even though I wasn't, then you know what I mean, like. Yeah, like um, I I do the same thing in my reviews. That one, I, that's the, the one one of the number one things I strive for is like, even though I'll say I didn't really like this too much, I'll I'll, I'll say like at least some like pure factor. And even if you don't like a movie, you could still go and be like, okay, there are still some positives here, like production design, cinematography, action sequences, yeah, like, maybe it, like, like a piece if, of dialogue or something. Yes, it's like Endgame. Like even though I thought it was honestly kind of lazy, just cookie cutter. Like again, if you're in, if you just want like a if you're just looking for a a safe, just classic big finale film of all your favorite characters, then you'll love it. Go see it. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like people gotta understand. Even if like, because uh, I think multi-topic brought this up, and I just disagreed. It's like in bad movies, there there's been plenty of great things in bad movies, but they're still bad movies. But you can still mm -hmm. highlight those good things. You know. Yeah. 
Like it's just how that works, actually. Yeah, but know? I mean, I definitely recommend checking those people, their content out, YMS and Austin Burke. They're, I think you, I think you would like them. All right, guys, we're done. See you guys later. Goodbye. Yeah. See you next week. LEC podcast will be on Wednesday, 4 p.m. PST, and the LCS show will be on 6 p.m. PST Thursday. Oh, uh, so when, when, when were you planning to watch that note film and do a review of it? I don't support black people 